Thank you, and I'll recognize Kenneth at microphone six. First of all, I'd like to congratulate Donna Brown, and I feel that she's going to do a great job for ACB, and that's most important. I do want to thank uh, Peggy Garrett for speaking on my behalf and Mitch Pomerantz for speaking on my behalf. And I do want to also say thank you to everyone who supported me uh, through this election. It was very competitive, and that's a good thing for ACB. So, Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you. All right. Um, we are going to proceed now to the vacant position on the Board of Publications. So with the uh, election of um, the appointment, excuse me, of Deb Lewis as chair, there is a one-year vacancy on the Board of Publications. Are there any nominations from the floor for the Board of Publications? Is this mic on? Uh, Mike Five, yes. Mike Five. I'd like to nominate Judy Jackson for the open position. The, um, okay. Um, Judy Jackson's name has been placed in nomination. Judy is from the state of Virginia. Are there any other nominations from the floor? This is, this is Alan Peterson. I would like to nominate Zelda Gebhardt from North Dakota, North Dakota Association of the Blind. Zelda Gebhardt has been nominated, and let me just step back one second, because our Constitution does require that we know the occupation of nominees, um, the employer, I guess. So, okay. um, yes, Zelda. Can you do that for Zelda? Sure. And then we'll Zelda, go back. Zelda works in an insurance office as an administrative assistant. I believe that's her title. Okay. Administrative assistance in an insurance agency. Yes. Okay. And um, employment title for Judy? I am the director of instruction for the Department for the Blind and Vision Impaired for the state of Virginia. Okay. That's a long time. All right, for the um, Virginia, is that the, the Virginia Department of Rehabilitation, or what's the? It's the Department for the Blind and Vision Impaired. Department for the Blind and Vision Impaired. Okay, thank you. All right, are there any other nominations from the floor? I think I've asked three times, but I'll do it one more time. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Yeah, hearing none. The, the body um, choose to close nominations and proceed to speeches and a vote. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? All right. Okay. Then we will hear speeches for the two candidates in the order that they were nominated. Judy, who will be speaking on your behalf? Oops. There we go. My speakers will be Ralph Smitherman and Jill Noble. Okay. Um, and let me ask um, for Zelda, your speakers. My speakers will be Alan Peterson and Donna Pomerantz. Okay, all right. So we will first start with um, Judy's speakers, and then the order she named them, that would be Ralph Smitherman at mic one. Hello, ACB members. I rise to ask you to vote for Judy Jackson for this position. 
Judy has been a longtime member of ACB. She has served on a local, state, and national level in many areas. She is a former president of the Braille Revival League. She has served on the Resolutions Committee. And in fact, she has previously served on the Board of Publications. I say this because that allows us to know that Judy is very qualified to serve in this position. So I would ask you to vote for Judy Jackson for this position on the Board of Publications. I think she will be diligent and do a great job for ACB. She loves this organization and she is committed to helping us move forward. So join with me and vote for Judy Jackson. Thank you. Thank you, Ralph. Okay, um, Jill, go ahead. You have about three and a half minutes. I'm, oh, there we go, thank you. Um, Judy, I've known Judy for a long time, and as Ralph stated, she has been very involved with ACB on many levels. And most recently, she joined ACB GE last year, and when she has been a member for a while, but she ran for a position and became the secretary for ACBGE. And she got us involved with a project which we just completed with ACBGE to have um, a human resource specialist help people to put together their resumes whether it was from the ground up or to tweak something that they already had. And based on her suggestion and the person she recommended, along with Renee and the other members of ACBGE, we put this together, and it was very successful. So I encourage all of you to vote for Judy for the Board of Publications, and I think she will do a great job. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. All right, turning to speakers for um, Zelda. The first speaker will be Alan Peterson. Go ahead, Alan. Sure. It's Mike an honor. eight. There Excuse you go. Me. You're on. Okay, great. Um, it's an honor and a privilege for me to uh, um, put in nomination the name of Zelda Gebhardt. She has served as our president for three years. She's on her second term. Prior to that, she served four years as our vice president and was the membership, as, a, as vice president, she was membership chair. Prior to that, she was editor of our newsletter, I believe it was for five years. Uh, her hit work history includes working as a medical administrator where policy was uh, developed in a hospital, and she's currently working as administrative assistant in insurance office. Zelda loves to communicate. Uh, she does, does that quite well, and she's very, very positive. She's a great friend. Um, I, I, I really love her as, a, you know, as an individual. Uh, 
for as a friend. And uh, I know there would be no mistake in, in having her as a member of the Board of Publications. Um, so I guess I, re I would urge you to vote for Zelda for uh, the position as a board um, member of the Board of Publications. All right, and your um, second speech will recognize Donna Pomerantz, probably Mike One. At Mike One. There yes. you go. Um, Zelda Gebhardt is a woman who is a doer. Um, she has, Alan talked a lot about what she did in her home state, and she continues to be consistent. Um, Zelda pays great attention to detail um, in all issues specifically related to um, CCLVI. She has come in and just jumped in and got involved in any way that she was ever needed. Her attention to detail is tremendous. She takes into account all perspectives when it comes to uh, formatting and uh, putting things together that would be readable for most, even if something comes out and it's not necessarily what works for her, but it works for the majority, she will advocate for that perspective to go forward. I believe that Zelda will bring something to the BOP that currently is not there, which is a person who has a vision impairment but is able to read hard copy print and computer print. And that perspective is dearly, dearly needed. And I know 100% for sure that if you go to Zelda directly, she will take your perspective into consideration when she's working on all of our behalf of people who are low vision and still read hard copy print and web um, materials. Uh, Zelda has great experience on working on editorial policy, different policy manuals. So she has not only the global perspective, she has the, the um, local perspective. And again, Zelda is very approachable by everyone, whether you know her or not please, please approach her directly. She's great at organizing things. Um, she puts together wonderful spreadsheets to make sure and captures everyone's perspectives. Um, please, please join me in support of Zelda Gebhardt, who will bring a perspective that hasn't been on the BOP or currently isn't, I will say, at this moment, so that our community of people with some usable vision who use large print can be represented by someone who doesn't have her own agenda. Her purpose is to promote each and every one the majority perspective. So please join me in supporting Zelda so that all of us who have low vision and read print can have our perspective heard on the Board of Publication. Thank you. Thank you. All right, it's, it's time again to, um, to seal the doors so that we can begin the ballot distribution process. So everyone who can be seated, you should be seated. Um, and the doors are being sealed, and once they are sealed, the ballot 
distribution process will begin, and I recognize Gabe to read a resolution. Microphone 12. Okay, I think I'm on here. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's do a short one this time. Or a shorter one. Uh, hmm. Whereas the American Council of the Blind passed resolution 2017-21, which clearly and unequivocally objected to the ongoing proliferation of inaccessible diabetic devices. And whereas in 2019, ACB developed and presented to Congress a legislative priority on the same subject. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization reiterates its commitment to work for the enactment of legislation, seek potential changes in regulations, and, if necessary, look for relief through the courts to assure that people who are blind or have low vision have access to appropriate, accessible, and usable diabetic devices. The rec resolutions committee recommends a due pass. All right. Um, the resolutions committee recommends a due pass, and I'm sure several voices would agree. We don't need to second resolutions, but... Um, Discussion? This is all right. I don't hear any call for dis for discussion. Mic four. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Didn't okay. mean to yell into the mic. Thank you. All right. Uh, this we will recognize you at mic four. Uh, this is this Michael Byington, and this is a very simple Rito correction, I believe. Uh, Gabe read the word seek, and grammatically it should be seeking. And I certainly understand how easy it is to do reados when reading resolutions. <laughs> okay. Is that a friendly correction to a rito? Yes. Okay. <laughs> As opposed to a typo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to go ahead and proceed to the vote. I think this one's quite straightforward, and we want to support our colleagues who need access for their health care. All those in favor of this resolution say aye. Aye. Opposed? The resolution is adopted. All right. Uh, whereas the United States decennial census forms part of the basis for which state and local funding allocations are made for a broad array of federal programs. And whereas in the past, census data has dramatically undercounted people with disabilities, including people with vision loss, and whereas the 2020 census is intended to be largely conducted through the provision of postcards that indicate 
that indicate that residents should complete census questionnaires via electronic means. And whereas, because census data will be gathered largely through electronic means, it is essential that the websites and other related technology used in this effort be not only accessible, but easily usable by persons who are blind or have low vision. And whereas, in order to optimize efforts to assist in outreach on the census for people with vision loss, it is necessary to use television, radio, social media, and private and public agencies serving people who are blind or have low vision to ensure that members of this population will be appropriately contacted and assisted to complete the census. Now therefore, be it resolved that this organization recognizes that there is insufficient time to substantially impact the way the 2020 census will be administered and be it further resolved that we condemn the inevitable undercount of people with disabilities that will Okay. that will result, and be it further resolved, however, that at the very least, we expect that the electronic platforms utilized for data gathering be fully accessible and usable by people who are blind or have low vision as part of the 2020 census and be it further resolved that this organization demands that priority be given to developing a tenable and a credible approach to gathering data that will be accurately and effectively or that will accurately and effectively count the number of people with disabilities in the 2030 census. The record resolutions committee recommends a due pass. Committee recommends a due pass. Now, here come the instructions for casting your ballot. To vote for Judy Jackson, you remove one corner from your ballot. To vote for Zelda Gebhardt, you remove two corners from your ballot. One corner for Judy Jackson, two corners for Zelda Gebhardt. All right. I will now recognize Mitch Pomerantz at microphone one, I believe. Gabe, um, the resolution 
as written, um, at least the spirit, pardon me for using that word, um, is fine except that the first resolve almost maybe should be a where, the last whereas clause. Would you reread that? It sounds like we're resolving something that is more like a whereas. Okay. Um, be resolved that this organization recognizes that there is insufficient time to substantially impact the way the 2020 census will be administered. Um, I, I would tend to agree with Mitch. I think that is a, a last whereas. Yes, I, I will take that as okay. a, we'll, we'll make that the, the final whereas. whereas and then and we go, therefore be it resolved. And then, the other and then resolved from there. Yes, I think so. Okay. Madam Chair? Uh, yes, Don Thompson on mic three. I think, go I'll, ahead. I'll be nice. By the way, I should apologize too, because I'm not ashamed of apologizing to uh, the young lady from Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> I realize, I thought she made a bit of a long speech, but she didn't. She did, she was within her rights. Wow. Thank you. Now, Thank what you. I wanted to say was, I don't think we should make excuses even when they're good for the, uh, the census and the problems they have. Let them worry out the problem. Let's not have to do it for them. So I think that whole whereas or orc should be taken out. I don't think it should be there. Uh, that would not be a do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, um, I understand. I think Gabe uh, understands. I, I don't know that the committee would agree with that. I, I do understand, and the, the committee wanted this organization to be on record that, of recognizing that there's nothing we can do to uh, significantly impact the, the 2020 uh, census, so that would not be considered a friendly amendment by the committee. Um. Microphone five. Chris Prentice wishing to speak against the resolution. I think it's premature to condemn something that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I think our voices will be much better heard if our, our message is positive rather than negative and work with the, uh, with the, the Census Bureau to make sure that it's better in 2030. Uh, condemning it's not going to get us any anywhere. It's not going to make us any points with them or the public. So I think we keep a positive frame of mind and say, look, we understand the situation. We want it to be better. We want to make sure all people uh, who are blind or have low vision get counted. Thank you. Would John McCann get to a microphone, please? Thank you. All right. Um, and the reason I'm asking John McCann to go to a microphone is your president would like to speak in support of this resolution. So I'm relinquishing the chair and asking John to take over. Are you at a mic? Okay, mic one I'm, for John. All right. You wanted me here, but I'm not, I'm not on this. You, you were at, because um, the first vice president is now doing an interview with a, a reporter, so he's not available. So... Resolutions and we haven't sworn in the new second vice president or whatever. You're still it until we end the I'm session. I'm the second vice president, so what's okay. my role here? Are, are you good? You're, you're going to recognize the president to talk? Yes. Yeah. I, will. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, yeah, thank you. Got it. Okay. 
gotcha. All right. Thank you. My, my colleague from Texas, um, I have to speak in opposition to um, what you said and urge your support for this resolution. The, this is not wait until it happens time. Um, the, they've been planning for the census for a long time. I work in the library field. Libraries are pivotal to the census distribution process, and it's only within the last year that librarians and other colleagues of mine have started to even mention the word disability. So everywhere I can say it, we've been saying it, but the people who are in charge of the census seem to have a very big question mark on their face. People with disabilities? Oh. So, you know, we certainly need to speak out and say that this needs to be planned into the process from the beginning. Now, that didn't happen for this census. There's a lot they can continue to do. We're working on it. But they deserve the reprimands that they're getting from us in this resolution. Thank you. All right, I think uh, John has now returned the chair back to me. Yeah, I will uh, Thank consider you, that John. done. <laughs> All right. Uh, microphone two, maybe? Is there someone? Th there four? Is. Thank you. Microphone four. Go ahead. This, this is Karen Campbell. Um, I just want to ask a question. Aren't they supposed to be complying with Section 508? <laughs> I would not argue with that, Karen. Yeah, I would say you are correct. All right, can I, um, we're gonna pause for a moment, put a pause button down for the discussion. Um, I would now ask that the ballot collectors proceed to collect all the ballots. So go ahead, thank you. All right, pause button is off. Who is recognized? Microphone two. Microphone two for Paul Madam, Edwards. Madam President. Go ahead. Speaking on behalf of the Resolutions Committee, in, in order to help folks understand where we've come from, for the last several censuses, the way that counting is done encourages folks to essentially ignore many, many people with disabilities. And there have been repeated efforts made by organizations of and for the blind in the past uh, to try to make changes happen, and they have not. Um, we have passed resolutions in the distant past asking the census uh, to uh, change their definitions, because in particular, the way that they define folks who are blind can often lead to people who wear glasses being counted as blind, and can often sometimes lead to a person who is deafblind being counted as deaf and not counted as blind at all. We believe that it's categorically necessary for people with disabilities in this country to essentially say that we deserve to know how many of us there are. And until we know how many of us there are, we can't have any way of 
being able to ask this country for what we deserve. Thank you. I just want to recognize the volunteers who helped with the voting process. Um, thank you. Um, it isn't easy to make sure a room full of people, sure. you know, get their uh, get their ballots. So we appreciate them this is distributing and collecting the ballots. So thank you, volunteers, for your assistance. Go ahead, please. Okay, Tom Frank from Vermont. The question is: Look like that the the when we go on the internet to apply, giving up on making it accessible. Uh, they could fix that tomorrow if they wanted to. Are we letting them off the hook about complying with 508 where they could change it to make it accessible? No, absolutely not. Of course not. And we are working with them to test that interface. Okay. Um, so that's, that's all I know is that we're going to try because the majority of the census is going to be conducted by individuals responding online. It was just you don't the way respond was, online, yeah. then they send the individual to okay. your home, like they did in the old days. So. Yeah, it just sounded like you're letting them off the hook. I'm yeah, so no. Okay. No letting off any hooks for me, I'll tell okay. you that. So I'll make sure we don't. That's, that's a given. All right. Um, we're going to proceed to the vote on this resolution. All those in favor of the resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? The resolution is adopted. Thank you. All right, we want to have another resolution, Gabe. Yes, I heard a couple resolutions ago. Someone asked how many we have. I think we're down to 12 remaining. Is, is that true, about Gabe? Right. Sounds about right. I've got a few There's left some here. short ones, a couple more long ones. Yeah, I've got a few, and then I think Mark has a few when he comes okay, back in. Okay, yeah. Okay, this one is going to be on medical recordings. Whereas some medical uh, practices and healthcare facilities in an attempt to protect patients' privacy and prevent recordings from going viral on the internet are considering internal policies that would regulate or prohibit patients from making private audio recordings or taking photographs and whereas vision loss is a print disability that necessitates alternative communication formats for information that would typically be available in hard copy, including preparation and instruction for upcoming medical tests and procedures post-operative discharge instructions, dates and times of follow-up appointments, prescription dosages, the 
spelling of recommended over-the-counter medications and the contact information for specialists and other referrals. And whereas many patients who are blind or have low vision rely on recording device or devices to take notes during medical appointments and to refresh their memories about questions to ask their doctors. And whereas the inability to communicate effectively compromises a patient's health, safety, and equal access to quality health care, and whereas assistive technology is often an accommodation that is protected by the ADA, and whereas the ability to obtain and retain information through medical recordings can also be extremely important for persons who are blind or have low vision and are or oh, and their caregivers or or who assist with health care decisions of family members and whereas the ability to record information in a medical setting may also benefit people with other sensory and cognitive impairments. Now therefore, be it resolved that this organization supports the responsible, unrestricted use of personal recording devices in medical settings by people with disabilities. And the, recomm uh, the resolutions committee recommends a due pass. All right, is there any discussion? This seems like a fundamental one that I think should be okay for us to support. Let's see. All those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. aye. Opposed? All right. The resolution is adopted. Okay. The counters are still counting. So shall we do another one? People. Would you like a door prize? You've all been great. So let's have a few door prizes, okay? Just remember, we have, uh, you know, we don't have too many more, and I'm inclined to keep going. If you need to get up and eat for reasons that you're diabetic, please do so. We forgive you for stepping out on us, but come back. We'd like you back. Right here. Um, hey, but we're going to keep going because I bet if we do, we'll be done in the next hour. And you'll have, you'll have the afternoon to yourselves. So. Okay, let's do some door prizes. Oh, 
Oh, Wait, oh, what? Oh. We need to do the roll call for the other. What? Yeah, oh, that, I'm sorry. Yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, we will do that. We will do that. I'm sorry. Um, Are we doing door prices now? <laughs> do you still want your door prices or do you want the roll call? <laughs> we'll we'll okay. save the door prices for after the roll call. Sorry, okay. guys. All right. Well, <laughs> lost track of time there for a second. Okay. All right. Ray is ready. Here he comes. Turned on. There we go. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, state affiliates from states A through G line up. And here we go. Alabama, seven votes. Alabama, 3.5 Judy, 3.5 Zelda. 3.5 Jackson, 3.5 Gebhardt. Arizona, two votes. Arizona cast two votes for Gebhardt. Two, Gebhardt. Arkansas, three votes. Arkansas, two Gebhardt, one Jackson. Two, or excuse me, one Jackson, two Gebhardt. California, 23. One Judy, 22 Zelda. One Jackson, 22 Gebhardt. Connecticut, one vote. One vote, Zelda. All right. One, Gebhardt. Delaware, one vote. Oh, you're good, you're good, you're good. Oops, sorry. I'm DC. <laughs> Talk, one vote. Delaware, one vote. You're just holding us up that much longer. Delaware, one vote. You're probably at mic, uh, what, two? Not here. Not here. Oh, uh, we'll move on. I, they must have left. Um, Delaware, one vote. We'll pa we're passing. DC, one vote. <laughs> District of Columbia, one vote. Oh, come on. Oh, one half. Uh, Gebhardt, one half. Jackson. Point five. Jackson. Point five. Gebhardt. Florida, twenty-five. Florida is um, four for Jackson, 21 Gebhardt. Four Jackson, 21 Gebhardt. Would the states, would the affiliates from states H through N start lining up? Georgia, seven votes. Georgia casts 3.5 Jackson, 3.5 Gebhardt. All right. Make sure I got that right. 3.5 Jackson, 3.5 Gebhardt. Hawaii, three votes. Hawaii, yeah. three votes, Jackson. Yeah. Uh, three, Jackson. Illinois, four votes. Illinois cast 1.5 Jackson, 2.5 Gebhardt. Okay, 1.5 Jackson, 2.5 Gebhardt. Indiana, seven votes. Indiana. 0.5 Jackson, 6.5 Gebhardt. 0.5 Jackson, 6.5 Gebhardt. Iowa, four votes. Iowa votes uh, three Gebhardt and one Jackson. Three, or excuse me, one Jackson, three Gebhardt. Kansas, three votes. Kansas votes 1.5 for Judy and 1.5 for Zelda. I'll put it back in. 
1.5 Jackson, 1.5 Gebhardt. Bluegrass, four votes. Bluegrass, Bluegrass cast four <laughs> votes for Zelda. There's a comment I could make there, but I won't. For Gebhardt, Council, tw Kentucky, 12 votes. Oh, jeez. Kentucky casts 10.5 votes, Gebhardt, 1.5 votes, Jackson. 1.5, Jackson, 10.5, Gebhardt. Louisiana, four votes. Louisiana, four, Gebhardt. Four, Gebhardt. Maine, one vote. Maine, one vote. Gebhardt. One, Gebhardt. Maryland, three votes. Maryland, 2.5, Gebhardt, 0.5, Jackson. Okay, 0.5, Jackson, 2.5, Gebhardt. Bay State, eight votes. Bay State casts 5.5, Zelda, 2.5, Judy. 2.5 Jackson, one, or 5.5 Gebhardt. Yes. Michigan, six. Michigan, six votes. Where's the mic? Um, well, you were given time to do this. Michigan, six votes. Okay, Michigan, there you go. six votes for Zelda Gebhardt. Six, Gebhardt. Minnesota, three votes. What state? Two, Zelda, one, Judy Jackson. Two, Geb or one, Jackson, two, Gebhardt. <coughs> Mississippi, six votes. Mississippi, three, Jackson, three, Gebhardt. Three, Jackson, three, Gebhardt. Missouri, 25. Missouri, 25 votes, Gebhardt. 25, Gebhardt. Uh, Nebraska, one vote. Right. Nebraska, one vote, Gebhardt. All right. One, Gebhardt. New York, eight votes. Four, Jackson, four, Gebhardt. Four, Jackson, four, Gebhardt. Would the states, oh, rest of the states, O through W, start lining up? North Carolina, four votes. North Carolina for Gebhardt. All right. Had to get my technology to cooperate there. For Gebhardt. North Dakota, eight votes. North Dakota, eight, Gebhardt. Eight, Gebhardt. Ohio, 10 votes. Ohio, 3.5, Jackson, 6.5, Gebhardt. 3.5 Jackson, 6.5 Gebhardt. Oklahoma, 20 votes. Oklahoma casts 20 votes for Gebhardt. 20 Gebhardt. Oregon, 6 votes. Oregon, 6 votes. And for third and final time, Oregon, six votes. Oregon, Oregon, three for Jackson, three for Gebhardt. All right. Three, Jackson. Three, Gebhardt. Pennsylvania, 10 votes. Pennsylvania, uh, 7.5, Gebhardt, 2.5, Jackson. 
Let's get my periods in the right spot. 2.5 Jackson, 7.5 Gebhardt. South Dakota, two votes. South Dakota is being represented by Zelda, so I, I will abstain. Okay. South Dakota abstains. Okay. Tennessee, five votes. Tennessee. There we go. Okay. Tennessee, 2.5 Jackson, 2.5 Gephardt. 2.5 Jackson, 2.5 Gebhardt. Texas, 12 votes. Texas, 12 votes for Gebhardt. Did it, was that 12 votes well, Gebhardt, Peggy? Yes. Okay. 12, Gebhardt. Utah, 22. Utah, 22, Gebhardt. 22, Gebhardt. Vermont, 3. Vermont, 3, Gebhardt. Three, Gebhardt. Virginia, two votes. Virginia, 1.5 Jackson, 0.5 Gebhardt. 1.5 Jackson, 0.5 Gebhardt. Washington, 17. Washington casts 2.5 Jackson, 14.5 Gebhardt. 2.5 Jackson, 14.5 Gebhardt. Just wait, Denise, you get to do this next year. I know. <laughs> Mountain State, two votes. <laughs> Mountain State casts two votes. Gebhardt. Two, Gebhardt. Wisconsin, one vote. Wisconsin, one vote, Jackson. One, Jackson. And will the special interest affiliates Starting with names, starting with A and B, start lining up. Wyoming, one vote. Wyoming, one vote, Gebhardt. One, Gebhardt. AAVL, two votes. AAVL casts one vote, Jackson, one vote, Gebhardt. One, Jackson, one, Gebhardt. Teachers, two votes. Teachers cast 1.5 Gephardt, 0.5 Jackson. 0.5 Jackson, 1.5 Gebhardt. Attorneys, two votes. Two votes for Gebhardt. Two Gebhardt. Diabetics, three votes. ACBDA, 1.5 Gebhardt and 1.5 Jackson. 1.5 Jackson. 1.5 Gebhardt. Uh, right. uh, families, three votes. Okay, great. Thank you. Families cast one vote, Jackson, two votes, Gebhardt. One, Jackson, two, Gebhardt. Government employees, one vote. ACB government employees votes one vote, Jackson. One, Jackson. Lions, three votes. ACB Lions cast three votes, Gebhardt. Three, Gebhardt. Radio Amateurs, one vote. Radio Amateurs cast its one vote for Zelda Gebhardt. One, Gebhardt. Students, um, three votes. This is like number seven. 
ACBS 0.5 Jackson and 2.5 Gebhardt. 0.5 Jackson, 2.5 Gebhardt. Bits, five votes. Bits, two Jackson, three Gebhardt. Okay, two Jackson, three Gebhardt. And I think it's appropriate that I hit save right about now after bits. <laughs> Blind Pride, five votes. Blind Pride, BPI, five votes, Judy Jackson. Five, Jackson. Uh, will the rest of the special interest affiliates start lining up? Braille Revival League, eight votes. Braille Revival League casts eight votes for Judy Jackson, our former president. All right. Eight, eight, Jackson. CCLVI, 12 votes. CCLVI casts 12 votes for our wonderful board member, Zelda Gebhardt. 12, Gebhardt. Friends on Art, two votes. One Gebhardt, one Jackson. One Jackson, one Gebhardt. Guide Dog Users, 16 votes. Guide Dog Users, 8 votes Jackson, 8 votes Gebhardt. 8 Jackson, 8 Gebhardt. Um, Ivy, 2 votes. Right up here. Right up here. Right there. All right. Ivy um, casts 1.5 votes for Jackson and 0.5 for Gebhardt. 1.5 Jackson, 0.5 Gebhardt. Library users, six votes. Five Jackson, one Gebhardt. Five Jackson, one Gebhardt. And the last affiliate, RSVA, 22 votes. Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, 20 votes. Gebhardt, two Jackson. Two Jackson, 20 Gebhardt. Uh, Madam Chair, that completes roll call, but I'm going to take a leap, leap of faith here, and I want to take a moment of personal privilege. Um, it has been my honor to sit before you and serve you the last six years as your secretary. I'm taking a leap of faith because I'm ho hoping this might be the last roll call I have to do. We never know at ACB, but uh, I'm going to take that leap of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for being so cooperative with me during this last six years. Everything from providing me the affiliate info, from providing the information ahead of time uh, when I've requested it, many of you have, and I appreciate that. It makes it a lot easier to get everything down to being so cooperative and working through the roll call process at opening session and through these roll call votes. It's been an honor and a privilege to serve you as your national secretary, and I leave you by asking that you give the same level of cooperation to our incoming secretary, Ms. Denise Colley. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ray. Ray and I, as I said earlier this week, Ray and I often joke about the, the glass ceiling that we both broke, you know? the first president of ACB to be a woman, and the first secretary of ACB to be a man. So, <laughs> that's right. You did a great job, Ray. So, one of the best secretaries I've ever worked with. So, thank you so much. All right. All right. We, um, I have a couple of announcements, and by the time I'm done, we might have some vote results that I think you might be interested in. 
So um, this is for the board of directors. There will be photo taking as we usually do prior to the banquet. So you should be at the, um, the Hyatt ballroom outside of the, the ballroom for photos at 6 p.m. That's um, all the board as it currently exists, plus Kenneth Semien. And this is just the board of directors. Mini Mall. Mini Mall. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, we have marked down yep. our duffel bag, our, um, our tote bags, and our um, little mobile, the, the, like the iPad note taker bag. So you might want to hop right on over there and grab one. They are going fast. And remember, we do also have Braille Forum tickets. Um, lots of convention shirts, jackets, and polo shirts, and of course, all the other electronics and goodie items that we've had all week. Don't miss out on those either. Thank you. Thank you. This is Leslie Spoon. I'd just like to um, also, Richard Johnson needs to get his photo with Kim and Eric. Uh, he won the lunch with both of you from the auction. So if he could come also, we have this set up for him that to take like a, a great idea. picture with you and you, you and him and then and, Eric and, Eric. and him. Okay. Thank you. All right. Richard, that would be great if you could do that at 6 p.m. in the Hyatt. Madam President, this is, this is Alan Peterson. I'll recognize Alan. Yes. Um, David Trott um, challenged me to sell 50 of Braille Forum raffle tickets. Oh, I did that. Oh my! <laughs> I, by my count, by my count, I have sold sixty-four. Oh my gosh! Wow. And I'd like to sell six more uh, to make seventy, but uh, it was it was fun doing this. Uh, I enjoy a challenge. So, um, anybody that wants to take advantage of my magic, so to speak, <laughs> I, I've I've sold six winning tickets. Two of them were the five thousand dollar winners. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. <laughs> That's great. We're just verifying some numbers to make sure they're accurate before we can announce the vote. So. All right. Um, since we, we're almost there but not quite, let's do let's a door do prize. We might get one or two in, so let's do a door prize. Hello? Hi. Could, um, we could, have a very... Uh, the could the delegate for ACB Radio Amateurs please come to the stage? We just need to clarify your your affiliate vote. We um, we have a little discrepancy. We've got a vote. We may have a vote in the wrong spot. One of us has a vote in the wrong spot. We're just not sure. Okay. We have a very generous donation from ACB of Washington, a fifty dollars. Do you have the ticket? Ooh, cash. And it is Sarah Ruse, Lakewood, New Jersey. Mm, no, I nope. don't think okay. so. New Jersey is on the turnpike heading home. That was cash. Okay. If she was here, she would have been excited. Yeah. Richard <laughs> Belcher, St. Louis, Missouri. It, Richard, hey, is congratulations. Richard here? Okay. They're we saying going. We have two okay. $25 from North Dakota Association of the Blind. The first one goes to... Uh, James Schwartz of Anchorage, Alaska. Alaska. I think he. Hooray! He's here. Okay. And the second one goes to Carl McCoy, Tallahassee, Florida. Is he in the room? No, he left. He's not there. Yeah. 
Okay, we have Lisa Hoffman from Rochester, New York. Yay, Lisa! Is she here? Yes, she is. I oh, see her down yay. there. Great. That's great. Okay, Very we good. have from the Mississippi Council of the Blind another $25. And we've polled Dave Adams from Telford, Pennsylvania. Not here. Not here. Oh, I, you oh, got it. Okay. We have one more, and Dan then we'll have the Sipple results. From Dan Sippel, I'm Duclair. sure he's in the room. Where? Oh, he left. Oh, he left off. The other gosh, okay. All right, let's find right. a winner, and then we, we have some have vote results. Ricky Scott, Raleigh, North I Carolina. Think he's here, Yay. yes. Okay, All right. he's North you. Carolina. Thank you. Stay, stay with us. We still have more, right, to give away? A whole bunch more. Okay, so there's stay tuned. All right, we're ready to announce the vote. I'll recognize Nancy Becker. Okay, actually... Oh, I'll recognize Ray then. Okay, I'm going to... They were... Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, the last count, I actually made an error, guys. Um, I had the vote from ACB Radio Amateurs in the wrong spot. It was supposed to be one vote Gebhardt. I put it in my spreadsheet as one vote Jackson. I sincerely apologize for that. That's why so we now we're all matched up. Uh, so I will turn to Nancy to give you the results. Thank you. That's why we have two of us, because I've done the same thing, you guys. Mm -hmm. So grand total for Judy Jackson is 174. Grand total for Zelda Gebhardt is 520. So, for the affiliate vote, 22.4% voted for Jackson, 77.6% voted for Gebhardt. In the individual votes, 28.5% voted for Jackson, 71.5% voted for Gebhardt. All right. Congratulations, Zelda. Are you at a mic? Would you like to say something? I'm at... Mike, you are. Eight. Yes, am I? There oh, you are. Yes. Okay, I just want to thank all of ACB, whether you're here in this room or whether you're at home listening. I will do my very best to, to do what you need. So thank you very much. Thank you, Zelda. Judy Jackson at a mic? Yes. Oh, okay, sorry. mic six, yeah. you're on. Yes, congratulations, Zelda. You'll do a very fine job, and um, I wish you the best success. Thank you. All right. Does anyone need to make an announcement before we move to a resolution? Yes. Okay, microphone two. Microphone two, Dan Spoon, uh, representing the International Relations Committee and our wonderful auction that we had at the marketplace. If Ursula McCauley could come pick up her Peruvian earrings Ooh. and Ooh. Bruce Racky could pick up his African bracelet at, at Florida table. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Prizes. We like prizes. All right, I'm going to turn this back over to the gentleman from the Resolutions Committee. All right. And we're going to have another resolution. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. How many people are looking forward to having an autonomous vehicle, ladies and gentlemen? Uh -huh. 
I'm lusting after a Ford Mustang convertible. And uh, someday before I drop dead, I hope the good Lord preserves me so I can ride through Rock Creek Park with that top down and the radio going. And, and maybe even using some fun sign language with other aggressive drivers. I don't know. This is from our friend Steve Mendelson about autonomous vehicles. Whereas autonomous vehicles, AVs, are increasingly evolving into modalities for the transportation of people and for the delivery of goods. And whereas there currently exists no national legal framework or comprehensive and uniform state rules governing their design, operation, or accessibility to usable by it and use of people accessibility to people with disabilities excuse me including people who are blind or who have low vision and whereas companies operating in the av industry are actively engaged in making design and implementation decisions that will effect that will effect if not determine these vehicles apostrophe s uh uh Accessibility to and usability by people with disabilities. And whereas pending the development of an overarching legal framework, state and local legislation and, uh, and or regulations are already proceeding incrementally, resulting in a de facto regulatory system unlikely to be responsive to the needs of people who are blind or who have low vision. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization urge all companies seeking approval for experimental use of AVs, either voluntarily or pursuant to any applicable re uh, requirements of law, to demonstrate meaningful inclusion of and responsiveness to disability, the disability community, especially ACB and other leading organizational and individual expert perspectives on blindness and low vision to ensure the full accessibility and usability of AVs and be it further resolved that such that such input from people who are blind or who have low vision address not merely issues relating to the safe and effective operation of AVs by passengers, but also the infrastructural issues surrounding AV access and use, including communication necessary for locating uh, vehicles uh, up, up upon their arrival, uh, for identifying the appropriate vehicle from among many vehicles that may be co-located in a given area, and for uh, ascertaining before, during, and after uh, the, the conclusion a, of, a tri of trips, all vehicle user-related information that persons with ordinary vision would have or expect to have. And be it further resolved that this organization emphatically demands that no experimental use permits or permanent approvals be granted for AV use in the absence of consumer-informed and well-delineated 
protocols ensuring the accessibility and usability of AVs on terms of full equality with people who are blind or visually impaired. Vroom, and we recommend a do pass. The committee recommends a do pass. Any discussion? All right, hearing none. All those in favor of this resolution, signify by saying aye. aye. Those opposed, say no. Let me do one. Let me do one. All right, the resolution is adopted. Thank you. Thank you. Onward and upward, ladies and gentlemen. This will be, that was number 10. Excuse, excuse me. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm going to go rest, and mm, so is somebody else. So our new delegate will be Anthony Akamini from, from Hawaii. Hawaii. All right. Thank you, Don. Yes. Anthony Akamini for Hawaii. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you are fans of Ira? <laughs> and comparable technologies that do wonderful things for all of us. There's the politically correct person coming out. It's a resolution about uh, Ira and demonstration projects up uh, up in Boston Way. Whereas Ira offers real-time professional sighted assistance to blind and visually impaired users engaging in a wide variety of life tasks, including use of mass transit. And whereas the Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority, MBTA, is conducting a six-month pilot project during which IRA is being used by people who are blind or who have low vision throughout MBTA's bus, subway, and commuter rail systems at no cost to users, including at MBTA's stations. And there. And and, uh, and stations and their amenities. Sorry, and whereas those who have taken advantage of the IRA pilot report increased confidence and independence in their travels throughout the MBTA system. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization recognizes that there is considerable value in projects such as the IRA uh, MBTA pilot project uh, demonstrating that technologies such as IRA uh, have the potential to significantly increase the confidence and, and, and competence of travelers who uh, are blind or who have low vision in unfamiliar environments. And be it for the resolve that this organization expects that, based on the findings of this pilot project, other transit systems will consider implementing uh, comparable projects. And of course, we recommend a due pass. All right. All right. Um, recommendation to, for due pass. Is there discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. aye. Opposed? No. The resolution is adopted. I can, I got one up. Next resolution. Go for it. Oh, we need Mike Gal. 11 again or 
12. Yeah, it's back, I think. Yep. No, okay, where's this one? Okay, I will share Mr. Reichert's. All right. This one is going to deal with shared mobility devices. Whereas shared mobility devices, SMDs, including but not limited to scooters, bicycles, motorized bicycles, and mopeds are proliferating as alternatives to traditional vehicular trans uh, travel. And whereas these devices pose a number of problems to people who are blind or have low vision in terms of safety and mobility. And whereas pedestrian vehicular accidents are increasing rapidly as a percentage of total documented traffic accidents and fatalities. And whereas these devices have traditionally been either partially or completely unregulated by state and local governments. And whereas anecdotal evidence suggests that increasing numbers of pedestrians who are blind or have low vision are either being hit by such vehicles or are falling over abandoned vehicles on the sidewalk, and whereas these concerns include, but are not limited to, the partial or total absence of regulations concerning the operation and parking of such vehicles, the lack of requirements for insurance needed to be carried by shared mobility device companies that would allow the indemnification of pedestrians injured by such vehicles and the lack of requirements that these vehicles make sufficient noise so as to be detectable by pedestrians who are blind or have low vision. And whereas, in addition, few entities require signage accessible by people who are blind or have low vision, identifying the shared mobility company whose vehicle is being operated or contact information for that company. And whereas there is a need throughout the country to collect data on accidents that involve shared mobility devices and pedestrians. Now, therefore, 
be it resolved that this organization urges its state affiliates and chapters to seek adoption of state laws or local ordinances and or regulatory requirements that address the problems outlined in this resolution. And be it further resolved that this organization asserts that pedestrians, including those who are blind or have a, I'm sorry, including those who are blind, have a right which supersedes that of any vehicle while on the sidewalk. And be it further resolved that white cane laws that are supposed to protect people who are blind must be enforced so that they afford protection to people who are blind who are effectively and appropriately utilizing public rights of way. And be it further resolved that the Environmental Access Committee, working in conjunction with the Transportation Committee of the American Council of the Blind, develop model ordinances which can be shared with state and local affiliates and chapters. And the rec Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. All right. Is there any discussion? Here, hearing none, all those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. I don't know. Opposed, say no. The resolution is adopted. Hey. Thank you. The next one up. This is about competitive and integrated jobs. Uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Come on, baby brother. You can do it. Anybody else call their computer baby brother? I don't know why I'm doing that. This is the first time I've ever referred to my machine in that fashion. <laughs> and will hopefully be the last, especially in public. Whereas, for more than two years, the Rehabilitation Services Administration, RSA, has implemented a policy whereby placements of vocational rehabilitation consumers in facilities operated by National Industries for the Blind, NIB, uh, uh, facilities are not categorized as, quote, competitive integrated employment, close quote, or CIE, closures. And whereas the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, or WIOA, has, inst has institutionalized this policy by defining competitive integrated uh, employment as uh, full or part time work at minimum wage or higher with wages and benefits similar to the, those without disabilities performing the same work and fully integrated uh, with co-workers without disabilities. And whereas in many states, particularly those that are 
rural, there are very limited employment opportunities for persons who are blind or who have low vision, uh, especially for those individuals who do not have college or technical degrees. And whereas rehabilitation professionals working in such rural states have a significant disincentive to place their consumers in such uh, NIB facilities uh, because they and their agencies may not receive credit from RSA for such placements, even though NIB jobs may be the only viable option for their consumers. And whereas a growing number of NIB workplaces are located within fully integrated settings such as, a call, such as call centers, on military basis, etc. And whereas the definition of competitive integrated employment allows credit for placements of consumers in independent living centers, despite the fact that in, that in independent living centers, despite the fact that, come on, the majority of employees in such centers must have disabilities. And whereas the primary goal of WIOA should be the placement of persons with disabilities in jobs that allow for maximum independence through the payment of at least, come on, at least a minimum wage. And whereas allowing credit for placements of consumers in independent living centers, but not, place, not for placement in NIB facilities, constitutes a discriminatory double standard, which must be eliminated. And whereas the current RSA policy is categorically opposed to the principle of consumer choice, which is at the heart of the philosophy and practice of Re, uh, vocational rehabilitation. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization communicate our strong opposition to this existing policy by RSA in an effort to expand the definition of competitive integrated employment to encompass the placement of consumers in NIB facilities. And uh, let's see. Uh, NIB facilities, particularly those located in venues employing significant numbers of non-disabled individuals. Uh, sorry about the little delay there, but uh, we recommend a due pass. All right. Committee recommends a due pass. I recognize Mitch at mic one. As the author of 98% of that resolution, Mark, I think you have a redo in the first whereas. It's for over 20 years, not two. You are indeed correct, sir. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll add back another 18 years. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, and, uh, and, and, and I'll just, I'll just comment that I've had this debate with three RSA directors over the years, um, usually in formal settings, but once in a while not. And I'm just flat tired of this nonsense. It's okay, and I, and I respect people who worked at independent living centers. A lot of you do. But I'm so tired of, of independent living centers 
getting a pass and NIB facilities not. And we just have to change that. All right. No further discussion. No one's seeking the floor. So all those in favor of this resolution, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, say no. The resolution is adopted. Okay. Gentlemen, could you give us a progress report? Uh, we're, we're making progress. <laughs> <laughs> that is, he says we're making progress. That's good. We are cracking the whip here. Okay. Uh, the next one is going to be on ACB Public Transportation Advocacy Platform. Whereas, there's my mic. Whereas transportation is one of the most per pervasive and persistent challenges for people who are blind or have low vision. And whereas most people who are blind or have low vision depend on conventional public transportation or transit and paratransit services provided by local and regional publicly funded transit agencies for their day-to-day transportation needs and whereas these services are often inadequate either because they are not available at the times or in the locations where people need to travel and or because they are difficult to use and or unreliable and whereas the public transportation industry is rapidly developing and now includes a host of emerging transportation technologies and services, including the introduction of trip planning and fare payment mobile apps, a growing number of microtransit services, and the incorporation of rideshare services such as Uber and Lyft to provide oh, first slash last mile connections with high capacity bus and rail transit and whereas many of these new technologies and services parentheses referred to by the public transportation industry as I'm not sure what happened to this word here as new mobility paradigm including frequently 
unusable mo mobile apps are being implemented without basic accessibility for people who are blind or have low vision. And whereas the public transportation industry is focusing on the new mobility paradigm to the seeming exclusion of all else, meaning that more traditional forms of public transit, including bus, rail, and paratransit services are receiving minimal attention. And whereas these circumstances taken together are causing people with disabilities, including those who are blind or have low vision, to fall further and further behind what the transit industry refers to as I keep getting these word symbols as uh, riders, meaning riders for whom the new mobility paradigm is being developed and advanced. Now therefore, be it resolved that this organization calls upon the U.S. Department of Transportation, USDOT, the Federal Transit Administration, FTA, the Federal Highway Administration, FHWA, and any other federal agencies who provide funding to the transit industry either for the development or operation of any public transportation service, including demonstration and pilot projects to require accessibility for people with disabilities, including people who are blind or visually impaired, as a condition of funding. And be it further resolved that this organization directs the officers, board of directors, and staff of the American Council of the Blind working with the ACB Transportation Committee, the ACB Environmental Access Committee, and any other appropriate stakeholders to embark on a national effort to communicate with ACB members and other blind and visually impaired people on their uses of transportation, on the challenges they face when using transportation, 
on their unmet transportation needs and on their ideas for making transportation more effective within their communities and be it further resolved that the result of this effort will be the development of a national transportation platform, which the ACB and its affiliates and chapters can use when advocating for transportation on the local level. And be it further resolved that this organization strongly recommends that the ACB Board of Directors and appropriate committee or committees and stakeholders convene a national transportation symposium to be held in conjunction with the 2020 ACB National Conference and Convention to educate affiliate and chapter leaders and members on the current state of transportation in America. And be it further resolved that stakeholders defined above are hereby urged to look beyond the current public transportation environment to develop a long-range transportation initiative that will include the possible impact of driverless vehicles, the impact of the adoption of potentially more draconian regulations about the use of vehicles util, uh, utilizing fossil fuels and the shape of the infrastructure of public transportation that will emerge over the next decade so that ACB can be prepared to be a proactive proponent of meaningful inclusion in the emerging new public transportation environment. And the Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass on this, Madam President. Mm -hmm. All right. Committee recommends a due pass. Speakers at microphone one. Madam President. Um, yes. First of all, uh, could the uh, Resolutions Committee tell us who authors these resolutions? You've been forgetting that. So could you tell me who authored this one? This one came to us from the Environmental Access Committee, I do believe. Transportation. Transportation. Sorry, transportation. This came from the Transportation, transportation Committee. Transportation Committee, I'm yeah. sorry. 
Could you summarize what this resolution is actually asking for? <laughs> is there someone from the committee that could Please, um, I mean, there are, respond to that? I guess and, there are five resolves. Could you just summarize what this resolution is asking for beyond a, a symposium next year? That so, part I got. Is there someone from the Transportation Committee? Microphone I two? believe I hear Mr. Edwards over there. I'm checking to see if there's someone from the committee. I believe Paul Edwards of the committee. Was, did I hear Paul over there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. That's the resolutions committee. Is there also someone from transportation Alice is committee? right behind me. Perfect. So go ahead. Why, Thank why you. Why don't I go ahead and try to do it? Um, so essentially, what this, what this resolution seeks to do uh, is to first indicate that we're extremely dissatisfied with the direction that transportation is taking at the moment. Second, that we want to do a survey or to reach out to members all over the country uh, in, in order to give them some tools they can use at the local level to be more appropriately able to advocate for their own transportation needs. Third, we want to encourage a symposium next year. And fourth, we're hoping to go beyond um, just the symposium next year, but also encourage ACB and the Transportation Committee to look beyond the current situation, to try to take a look at the crystal ball into the future so that ACB can play a proactive role in dealing with such things as um, the, the emergence of driverless large vehicles and um, perhaps um, issues that would force uh, cars with fossil fuels to, to get off the road. So, Ms. Alice, do you want to add? No, that pretty much covers it. The, the okay. idea is, and what the Transportation Committee's thoughts were, is we need to be planning for the future, especially when transportation is changing so rapidly now, and we need to be at the table now to make sure that our voices are heard especially at the local level, and so hence that's why the symposium, that's why um, the push to, to get um, the membership as a whole involved, because it really does happen at the local level. Thank you. All right. Any, no other discussion? All those in favor of the... Thanks. Oh, there's just one person. I'll just double-check. Microphone to discuss the resolution. Mike five, no, yes? Microphone five, I think you're on. <coughs> no, you're not on. I have trouble with that mic before. <coughs> Someone's coming. We're gonna do a couple door prizes after this resolution. How's that sound? Get us, get us moving again here. Yeah. How are we doing check, with check. the... Someone? Okay, mic check. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Brian Charlson from Massachusetts. Oh. I have to say there are certain <laughs> words that when I hear them in resolutions, they make me a little bit queasy. And in this particular one, the word draconian really stood out. 
as maybe just a mite bit uh, unnecessary, like somebody was having fun with words, um, could I have that sentence restated and see if we can extricate draconian from our resolution? Um, I'll tell you what, in the past when we've had these kind of suggestions, we've accepted them as friendly amendments and the convention has trusted the resolutions folks to do it. We'll take care of it. We'll, not, we'll get rid of something that's not a, uh, doesn't bring a smile to all of our faces, but we'll accept that as a friendly amendment. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Hearing no further discussion, all those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? The resolution is adopted. Ladies and door gentlemen, we're, gonna we're not you. doing a resolution now because not we're right. doing a door prize. You're going to load up one and we're going to have a couple door prizes. Oh. And we'll be right back from our sponsors. Okay, let's do some door prizes. Here we go. From Carrie Bishop from Arizona, we have a necklace and two pairs of earrings. Thank you, Carrie. Is that me again? N-H-I-N-G-U-Y-E-N, San Jose, California? Or he left. Okay, sorry. Yeah, not here. How about Shirley Stivers, Bellevue, Shirley Stivers. Stivers? Is she in the she mini here? mall or Kentucky or somewhere? Yeah. Sounds like she's here. All right. Congratulations, okay. Shirley. Okay, next. Uh, oh, here we go. We have some more goodies from Carrie Bishop. This is a bracelet. Can you guys hear me all right? I'm going to... Okay. Oh, yeah. We, we have some more goodies from Carrie Bishop. We have a necklace, bracelet, and earrings, just in case you need a jewelry for the banquet tonight. <laughs> and that goes to Jack Lank of St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> Are you here, Jack? I know someone who might enjoy that, uh, oh, and yes. it probably okay, isn't Jack. It. All right. But June will. I hope they're here. Yay. Right, That's great. Okay. Thank you. That was two door prizes. Oh, We're back okay. to our regularly scheduled programming yeah, so. of resolutions. Our scheduled yes. resolution. You got one? Nope, go for it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this one is again on uh, it's not again on anything. I'll just read it. <laughs> Whereas even though loss of sight remains one of the most feared disabilities in America, hardly any vision-related rehabilitation services are provided and paid for in the medical insurance, medical, comma, insurance, and occupational slash physical therapeutic sectors across the country. And whereas this disgraceful national lack of commitment to address the profound and growing public health challenges posed by unaddressed vision loss is an intolerable injustice given that a host of complex and expensive rehabilitative medical insurance and occupational slash physical therapeutic interventions are currently being made available to 
deal with other disabling conditions. And whereas rehabilitation of people who are blind or who have low vision under the age of 55 has been under the age of 55 has been narrowly drawn to merely encompass the vocational rehabilitation services federally funded through state VR agencies and for individuals 55 and older requiring non-vocational rehabilitation services has been relegated to the woefully underfunded independent living services for older individuals who are blind or OIB program. And whereas people at any age who experience vision loss and are not provided with appropriate services are, for at least some time, functionally illiterate and profoundly dependent on others for the most function, for the most uh, for, for the most fundamental of their daily living, mobility, and community participation needs. And whereas a rehabilitative outcome for any individual from institutionalization to f uh, whereas where and whereas a rehabilitative outcome for any individual from institutionalization to employment and or community segregation uh, integration uh, even when pursued with informed choice is highly contingent upon the client's confidence through comp through the competence confidence through competence in daily living skills, orientation and mobility training, adaptive device acquisition and training for a host of other uh, and a host of other interventions which may in no way be vocational in nature. And whereas even though uh, even the modest non-vocational rehabilitation funding stream that had one, at one time been available to serve people who are blind or who have low vision uh, under the age of 55 has itself been eliminated thanks to the decision by the Rehabilitation Services Administration, RSA, to no longer allow non-competitive uh, outcomes in parens the so-called homemaker closure leaving this population totally uns uh, unserved and vulnerable to premature institutionalization, and whereas the current and future expected pitiful funding levels for the OIB program cannot possibly begin to allow state and private services uh, service providers to offer services leading to nationally significant improvement in the numbers and quality of successful independent living outcomes for individuals who are 55 years of age and uh, older. And whereas up till now the independent living center system in this country with extremely few exceptions has been unequipped and unwilling to provide the services necessary for people who are blind or who have low vision to gain the confidence and competence necessary for successful independent living outcomes. 
Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization—that this organization direct its officers, directors, and staff and members—hold on. Be it further resolved that, excuse me, be it further resolved that the officers, directors, staff, and members of this organization renew our commitment to the development and delivery of all appropriate non-vocational rehabilitative services for people who are blind or who have low vision of all ages and to work at the federal, state, and local levels to, and there's some stars, reform existing and advocate for new federal, state, and private sources of support for non-vocational rehabilitative services meeting the unique needs of people with vision loss under the age of 55. Star, join in in all appropriate efforts to increase funding for the OIB program and work in common cause with other allied organizations to recruit, prepare, and promote nationally credentialed personnel who are fully qualified to offer effective vocational and non-vocational vision-related rehabilitation services to maximize uh, deinstitutionalization and the true independent living potential of Americans living with vision loss. Not only do we say amen, but we uh, recommend a due pass. Committee recommends a due pass. Whew. All right, I'm going to recognize, I think, the maker of this resolution. Perhaps at microphone one? No, I, I was not the maker. Not this one. Who is? <laughs> who is? <laughs> the collective? Um, this, oh, sorry, the question was asked. Who, this is coming yes. from our Rehabilitation uh -huh. Task Force, Doug Pallet. Rehabilitation Task Force. That's right. Um, well, Mark, Microphone a, one, go ahead. Yeah, well, there's a question as to who the author was. Oh, it's um, the Rehabilitation Task yeah. Force. They um, worked on it. While, while I will reluctantly vote for it, this resolution is, is, a water, is watered down and, and nearly meaningless. Um, when we originally talked about this, um, I, I really thought that we had made the point that we need to emphasize as a priority adequate funding for OIB services, but as a separate priority, um, adequate funding, be it nas on, from the national level or on the state level, um, what we used to call homemaker services. I think by lumping these two very separate issues together, we have turned it into a mush of nothing. Um, it, it just is so broad and so general that it's essentially meaningless. And I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the resolutions committee for taking this approach. Microphone six. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is Doug Powell. Um, we obviously have gone back and forth, and there were very strong feelings on the uh, rehab task force in, on both sides of, that, of the question that Mitch brings up. Um, it is my personal opinion, and I think there are other people on the committee who agreed with that, that 
whatever comes to pass in terms of developing a program for the non-vocational people under 55, it's going to look a heck of a lot like OIB. And if, if we recommend it, it, I think that also, I think what we also need to do is sort of take common cause with older, uh, you know, older than 55, which is totally underfunded, uh, and try to bring up both of them at the same time to a level that will provide successful rehabilitation and acquisition and training with modern equipment that people use to be, uh, be uh, contributing members of the society. So uh, that's why we've continued to sort of uh, keep common cause with uh, the over 55 as well as trying to institute the under 55 and I, I don't think anybody's going to, you know, I think it's, they're going to look very similar anyway, so I don't think we're mushing it down. I think we're giving a direction to uh, the kinds of, uh, the kinds of, uh, uh, what's the word, services to be provided. Right. There's no more speakers wishing to have the floor at this time. Let's vote. So... Um, we'll proceed to a vote. All those in favor of this resolution, say aye. 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 Those opposed, say no. I would have to say that, <laughs> that the yeah. ayes have a lukewarm majority. Um, it wasn't very rousing, I will have to tell you, but it was a majority, so I guess the resolution is adopted. All right. You got one? Or you want I got one. Go. It's the go ahead, go ahead. Is that from go Kansas? Ahead. I don't know. All right. Okay, the next one we have here is on a private. Hold on just a minute. The, the masses want to know how many are left, so I, we'd appreciate a count. So I think, it, so, so not counting thank yous, which we never really do, I think there's about four or five. You got 20 minutes, I think we're probably looking at. So hang tight, hang with okay. us. Doing good, thank you. All right, the next one is on uh, private caucus elections. Whereas both of the major political parties in the United States have more than one candidate seeking to be president of the United States in 2020. And whereas some political parties in states that normally hold presidential caucuses have announced that they are planning or considering potential primaries that are to be administered by the political party concerned rather than by state electoral officials. And whereas Just a second, my braille display just jumped. Give me one second. And whereas provisions of HAVA, the Help America Vote Act, may not address the obligations that primaries conducted privately must meet in order to assure 
that the fundamental rights of people with disabilities, including those who are blind, are protected. And whereas among other protections, there is a clear and unambiguous assurance that all individuals have the right under HAVA to vote privately, individually, and verifiably in any election. Now therefore, be it resolved that this organization urges federal legislators to introduce and adopt additional language, I'm sorry, additional legislation that would extend the protections inherent in HAVA to primaries administered by any private entity and be it further resolved that this organization strongly encourages our state affiliates to work with political parties, electoral officials, and groups of people with disabilities to assure that protections comparable to those in HAVA apply in every state where such elections are being proposed or conducted, and be it further resolved that this organization urges federal political parties to include their to include in their platforms and elsewhere unambiguous language that assures that any primaries being conducted under their aegis will be organized and undertaken in such manner as to categorically assure that the rights of individuals with disabilities to vote privately, individually, and verifiably are fully maintained. And be it further resolved that the president, board of directors, and staff of this organization are hereby required to explore the potential for a regulatory solution to the problems enunciated in this resolution. And Madam President, the rec uh, Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Okay. So, um, the committee recommends a due pass. Who, who authored it again? Okay. I believe this one came out of Kansas or Michael Byington. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, microphone four. Okay. Mr. Resolutions Vice Chair, uh, I believe that the terminology that was used by many of the disability rights organizations, including ACB, with regard to HAVA, and that in fact did get into at least the preamble of HAVA, was to vote privately, 
independently and verifiably. Yeah. So the word individually needs to be changed. Sir, yeah. sir that may have been a redo, so we will okay. make sure that that right. is corrected. Yeah. And uh, additionally, uh, at one point you read, uh, I believe it was in the next to the last or second from the last where, uh, resolve clause, uh, uh, federal political parties, and I'm not sure what the proper word um, was that was put in the resolution, but something along the line of, bo of uh, the major political parties would be more appropriate. Thank you. Okay, we can definitely do those. Okay, those sound like um, friendly amendments. Thank you. All right, Mike one, please. Go ahead. Um, two, two points. I am very uncomfortable uh, including language requiring the board of directors and the president to do something. We usually treat our, our elected officials with a little more respect than that. I think that's very disrespectful. We may urge them, um, but I don't ever remember hearing a resolution where we require them to do something. The other, the other thing is that um, uh, it, it's not clear to whom this resolution would be sent. And if this resolution is to have any purpose at all, that probably ought to be included. And, uh, we'll, we'll take the uh, requiring our, our officers and directors, uh, we can change that to direct. Will that work for you, Mitch? <laughs> all right, thank you. We can, we can definitely do that. And, and where will this resolution be directed? Uh, Mr. Byington, as the author of this, or bringer of this uh, resolution, would you have a further suggestion where it should be sent? Miss, okay, I am on. Yes, uh, you are. Go ahead. I, I, belie I believe that the resolution as written is going to serve the purpose that I had hoped it would serve. This is a concept that has come out of Kansas but Kansas is so proud of it, they're suggesting it to other states that have formerly been caucus states. And it is to have a political party conducted by, the, uh, that is a primary election, conducted not by the Secretary of State, but by the political parties themselves. I think that any state that is dealing with consideration of this suggestion could take this resolution as written, carry it to the political parties and to the press in their state, and that it would be helpful. Thank you. All right, thank you, sir. All right, would you? And let me just follow up to Michael and ask, would you also recommend it go to your state secretary of state or election commission or uh, anything Madam like that? Madam President, that's almost irrelevant at this point. Okay. Because it's already in your state. No, uh, it, it is ir irrelevant at this point because the Secretary of State's offices or whatever the election office is, is in each state that would do this okay, is right. basically being taken out of the mix completely. Right, okay. Got it, got it, all right. Madam okay. President. Mike one. Uh, uh, Stephen Mendelson here. As much as I appreciate the intention uh, it would be one thing if we were to recommend to states uh, that they consider doing this within their authority, but as a general matter, 
Hava has no applicability here. Probably something on the order of half our states now choose their presidential delegates by, by caucuses. I think it hardly uh, befits ACB uh, to be making a recommendation which no one is going to take seriously and which is going to be seen universally as a dramatic attempt to uh, create an overreaching federal law which does not now exist and which probably never will exist in our lifetime. <clears throat> Does the resolutions committee wish to respond? No. Okay. All right. So, right. So either you, if you don't like it, you vote no. If you like it, you vote yes. And that's, all right. I don't think we have any further discussion. So I'll proceed to the vote. Um, all those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. Those opposed say no. The resolution is defeated. Ooh. Okay, you, uh, do you want to take the next one or you want me? Go for it if you have one up. Friends, you're going to laugh when I tell you what this one's about. This is a resolution about resolutions. <laughs> uh, and since, Steve, you just popped your head up, sir, uh, uh, we'll acknowledge you as the author of this uh, resolution. But stick with us because uh, this, is, this, is, this is good stuff and important. Uh, whereas the resolutions process has long been an important vehicle by which issues of concern to the membership can be made known to the leadership of the organization and to the wider community. And whereas the resolutions committee annually works long and hard to screen and craft resolutions, make, quote, do pass, close quote, recommendations to the convention for those, uh, 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 come on, those they deem of merit. Uh, and whereas all resolutions submitted to the convention by the committee are subject to uh, the vote of the membership, thereby further ensuring their responsiveness to a broad range of members' uh, apostrophe concerns. And whereas all adopted resolutions call upon the organization and its leadership to take spe specified actions, ranging from expressing the organization's opinion uh, to transmittal of the resolution to appropriate recipients uh, recipients to the, right, this is like a continuum of things, doing that to that and to the undertaking of advocacy efforts of various types. And whereas, though the authors of resolutions and many of those who have voted for, me, for them are often uh, deeply concerned with the outcome, comma, and whereas, no systematic method exists whereby members can track the outcome of resolutions or, the, or, or whereby the leadership can report progress or seek feedback from the membership on the actions taken or the results achieved. Uh, now, therefore, be it resolved... Uh, that the ACB Board of Directors adopt procedures for reporting 
annually and fully to the convention on the actions taken and the results obtained on each resolution passed in the previous year and on the status of each resolution from prior years that remain active. Uh, and be it further resolved that such annual reports be presented to the convention in much the same way, as much the same manner, and with the same predictability and reliability as other key reports, such as the treasurer's report, and be it further resolved that nothing herein shall be construed to require the disclosure of confidential information or of information that would uh, jeopardize the success of ongoing negotiations. All right, hold on. The committee moves to refer this resolution, and I'm going to read what it says. The resolution's committee's recommendation to the body is that you all vote to uh, refer this resolution to the ACB Board of Directors to undertake a comprehensive review of the ACB resolution's process and propose by the 2020 conference and convention uh, changes to such process as the board shall deem appropriate, including possible changes to the ACB bylaws. The only commentary I'll offer here is that I think, you know, the committee, and Lord knows you're two friendly neighborhood little co-chairs up here, uh, absolutely, uh, if you don't think we think uh, uh, that there ought to be reforms to the resolutions process, then you crazy. You crazy. <laughs> so, so I would just say to you that we are supportive of this resolution. But it's not just about what Steve is talking about here. There are a lot of other related issues, including the kinds of questions you all have been asking today about authorship. I mean, that, that one question, it's no secret. It's not, a, it's not a trade secret on the one hand. On the other hand, sometimes we have had ACB members who wanted to bring issues and they didn't necessarily want to be uh, identified. We can disagree about whether that's appropriate or not. I would opt on the side of full disclosure. Some people might not want that. We've done different things over the course of time. That's just one issue among many. We don't need to debate them. My only point to you is the Resolutions Committee is most assuredly behind this effort, but we want to make sure that it's done in a comprehensive, as this recommendation says, to refer to the Board of Directors so that the Board can undertake and propose a comprehensive set of reforms to this whole process that will benefit all of us and bring that to us by 2020. That's our motion. That's a motion. Is there a second? There's several seconds. All right. Okay. After this one, you go. Any discussion? Microphone four. This related to the motion to refer? No. No. All right. Thank you. Um, hearing no other discussion, then the motion to refer for study and review and a recommendation. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? The resolution is referred. Thank you. Just an official count before Gabe starts in on his. We, we, we've compared notes, and I believe this is accurate. There are four. They're not, I don't think any of them particularly long. Um, I know four the day's left. getting long, but we're, we're getting there, guys. Four we're in the home left. stretch. Thank you. Madam, Thank you. Madam President. Um, is 
this is Donna Seliger. Go ahead. I do, I do have a, a question, and that is, could the resolutions that have passed be made available to members? They, they will be once they've been codified and verified and all the language is corrected, we do make them available um, online and summarized in the Braille Forum. Thank you. That does take some time, but that is our standard process for doing that. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, microphone seven, do you have a question before we move on to the next resolution? Yes, I do. Um, I'm Please just identify wondering. yourself. Yeah, Tom Mitchell. Thank you. I'm just wondering, hearing what's uh, the fewer number of people here that we have in the hall, do we have a quorum? Um, our, our parliamentarian has been maintaining kind of a pretty close watch on the numbers. So, yeah. Madam President. Yes. Uh, Steve Blow from ACBNY. Just wanted to let you know that we have still... Oh. Can you probably hold over... one second? I'm in the middle of a quorum I'm question. Sorry. Thank you. Just one second. So, um... I, I don't know. I don't know. We have a couple hundred people in the room at the moment. So, I, I, I think we're fine. Um, we, we have lost some people and we'll probably use more if we delay too much longer, but I would tend to say that we're still fine. Madam President. So, let me, and uh, thank you, Tom, and I'll go back to the gentleman from New York. Sorry to put you just, on pause Just there wanted for a to moment. let you know that we still have probably over 20 door prizes. Well, we have an so event I know this we evening, I know too. We have the, I know we have the banquet. I just want... Yes. If, whatever we don't That's give great. away today, Dave Trott, I guess, and <laughs> the other gentleman can, who's the MC, can... Uh, oh, we'll do some at the that. end, There's, too. There'll be a lot. How about if we take some door prizes after this resolution and we'll spread them out? We'll do a couple in between, so... So let's move on. Thank you. All right, Madam President, I have one up here and ready to go. It is dealing with concerns over NLS's Braille display decision. And it is brought to us by BRL. Whereas the American Council of the Blind has applauded the work of a consortium of international and American organizations, sorry, whose efforts and finances, I'm sorry, efforts and finances led to the development, manufacture, and marketing of the Orbit Braille display. And whereas all Braille displays available prior to its emergence were very expensive to purchase, difficult and expensive to repair, tended to fail frequently, and were quite fragile. And whereas at the heart of the requirements of the 
consortium of organizations was an expectation that the device produced would be inexpensive to produce, cheap to repair, and more durable than existing braille displays. And whereas it was precisely because this device became available that the National Library Service, NLS, was impelled to consider the possibility of making a braille display available to its patrons. And whereas it appears that the contract to develop prototype devices and initial to develop prototype devices and initial devices for trial will be awarded to companies who produce traditional displays with the fragility expense to repair and absence of modular construction, which is precisely what the consortium aimed to avoid. And whereas NLS has indicated that they cannot comment on the current state of affairs because of the fact that the current RFP has been protested. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization is deeply concerned over what appears to be a decision that runs counter to the core value that the recent history of Braille display development encourages and be it further resolved that this organization continues its support of the innovation which has led to the development of two new and inexpensive technologies embodied by both the Orbit Reader 20 and the Braille Me Braille displays and be it further resolved that this organization instructs ACB's representative to the Reading Technology Advisory Group, RT, RTAG, an advisory committee of NLS to award the Sorry. Sorry, to forward the opinions embodied by this resolution with that group. And be it further resolved that this organization asks NLS to seriously consider the concerns raised by this resolution and instructs the president of ACB to work expeditiously in consultation with the leadership of library users 
of America and the Braille Revival League to arrange a meeting with the director of NLS to discuss our concerns. And be it further resolved that the president is hereby required to report to the ACB board of directors what results emerge from this meeting and the board is hereby instructed to determine what additional steps ACB should take based on that report. And the uh, resolutions committee recommends a due pass. <clears throat> resolutions committee recommends a due pass. Um, microphone one. Madam President, uh, Steve Mendelson here. I'd like to speak in strong opposition to this resolution. I'd like to begin by asking what NLS has done to earn our mistrust. Do we really believe that they are negligent, incompetent, or corrupt? They have undertaken to provide a low-cost Braille device. I have no reason to believe they won't. As, the, as to the question of the relative merits of different designs and devices, I know nothing, and I suspect the people who propose this resolution know nothing about what any of the bidders have proposed. That information is all secret, not because anyone's tried to conceal it, but because under law, the protest process, uh, under the Federal Acquisition Regulation Guidelines, requires it to be. I have no reason to believe that NLS is secretly planning to provide an expensive device that doesn't work, rather than a less expensive device that does work. It is uh, beyond, beyond imagination that simply because somebody apparently likes the one particular device, which many of us do, it's a fine device, but I don't know if it's any better or any worse than any other device. I have no technical information on its relative performance. I have no technical information or any information about what the comp complex bidding requirements were, many of which are required by law. So this, this recommendation, this resolution, it seems to me, is totally out of bounds and overbearing. Microphone two, first speaker. Madam President, this yes. is Paul Edwards, president of the Braille Revival League. To speak in support of the resolution? Yes. Okay. In the first place, Steve, we don't say in this resolution that NLS has done anything wrong. What we ask NLS to do is discuss with us issues that appear to be of concern to us. I don't regard that as an attack, and I don't regard that as doing anything more than trying to set up an environment where two folks, or two groups of folks, who have always been friendly to each other, can have the opportunity to sit down and talk. After that, then it's gonna be up to ACB to determine whether what they find out when they meet with NLS leads them to believe that other actions required. The, 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 the reason the resolution was written was, I suppose the best way to put it uh, was we, we have spent an awfully long time, 30 or 40 years, with expensive Braille displays, which are, as, as is stated in the resolution. We, we found some new technologies which at least have the potential to be different. Um, 
And I guess the other concern that operated is there, we know there were some thresholds in terms of price, which were relatively low in terms of what NLS was prepared to pay for these devices. And when we compare that to the price that, has, that have been paid in the past for braille displays of the same kind as these, these older companies have provided, a question arises for us at least as to, as, as to why it is suddenly possible, aside from volume, for these folks to be able to produce braille displays at a, at a price point that, that essentially was impossible for them before. But we don't know that there aren't perfectly acceptable reasons. What we do know is we want to know and we want to explore this issue. I'm going to take mic five and then I'll be back to mic one. Are you speaking in support of or opposition to the resolution? Madam President, I'm speaking in favor of the resolution. I'm Brian Charlson, president of LUA, until this body adjourns. Okay. Hold on. And as co-author. Yes, go ahead. I just had someone speaking in support of the resolution, so I just want to identify if any speakers presently waiting wish to speak in opposition. Yes, I want to recognize microphone one then. Thank you. If, if, in fact, Mr. Edwards, what you say is true, then why not write the resolution in such a way as to, to not sound like we're, we're attacking someone we don't trust? Let us, let us have a resolve clause where we call upon our officers and directors to uh, ask for a meeting with the head of the National Library Service who I know personally to be one of the strongest supporters of, of a low-cost Braille device, and, and send this resolution out as a request to meet to discuss issues of concern to the American Council of the Blind. It doesn't sound that way now. And again, as with the previous resolution, you are using the word required, which I think is wholly inappropriate. I don't, I, I think a meeting is fine. I, I met with Craig Meter a couple of years ago over, over a couple of beers, and he told me the sad story of, of the shipments of Orbit 20s that they had received and, and how unsatisfactory they were. There are a lot of issues, some of them uh, you know, uh, some, of, some of them probably none of us know. But, but I think our first step here is to, in a collegial, collaborative manner, request a meeting to discuss these issues of concern to us and not put it in the way that this resolution presents currently. Thank you. I just want to provide um, a point of information that, in fact, ACB does meet um, at least twice a year with NLS. We have met. We have had conversations um, it's a little hard for me to get all of you in a room with Karen Kenninger twice a year. So I've, I've often had those meetings with her. And I think what Mitch is recommending 
is a very viable option. There are misinformation and misstatements of fact in this resolution. I don't believe that it would be in the best interest of ACB to adopt this resolution. And if I stepped out of line there, I apologize. But I think that it's, it's, worth, it's worth pursuing. I think a different channel will get us a better result. All right. Do I need to go back to any other microphone, or do you want I, I was hoping to not have to recognize my husband. <laughs> I, if he wishes to be recognized, he may be recognized. That would be microphone five, if he wishes to speak. Five. Brian is Thank at five. You. Someone else is at eight. Brian Charlson, President of Library Users of America and ACB's representative to the RTAG. Okay. One, we've attempted to ask these questions during RTAG meetings, and every time we've asked, we've been told they can't tell us anything and will not tell us anything. It is absolutely true that the two, because of protests, we, we know who the two were, the two entities who were at least temporarily thinking they were going to get the contract, both base all of their technology on the piezoelectric, which is the one I used in 1977. A new system is coming out, designed not by one entity, but by an international group of individuals. I do not deny there were reliability problems in the original disbursement. I had one such unit. But the fact of the matter is that this new company has dramatically increased its reliability, now to a rejection rate of less than 3%. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, that is not the record of the device in your possession. That's where it is today. One of the other difficulties in this scenario is NLS can only say what that NLS can say under legal obligation. I get that. I don't want to talk to NLS so much about this contract as to why wasn't one of the requirements that the bidder explain why they're using this means of driving a dot rather than an alternative means of doing so. Every Braille device I've ever owned, I paid more than it was worth. Every one of them. In addition, I was at the CSUN conference the year that the... In fact, you might remember the ACB convention we had a representative of humanware stand at the podium and tell, play a little thing about this marvelous braille display. And it turned out to be a spoof. Do you remember that? And at that next CSUN, when the orbit reader was introduced and they said that they could do it for a fraction of the cost, same person stood up and said to that audience, 
we could sell ours at that price. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been hoodwinked for years by this process. All we're asking to do is look under the hood because the minute that NLS produces tens of thousands of these devices, what's going to happen to the market for your device? It's going to impact you forever. So I recommend that we let NLS know that while we're good friends, I spent a lot of time with Karen at this conference. There's time. Yes. Thank you, Madam President. <laughs> you can finish the sentence, so, but time. Long and short, I urge that you pass this uh, resolution and let us get on with finding out what we need to know to be advocates. Okay. All right. Is there someone at Mike 8? Are you speaking in favor or in opposition to? Okay. Mike 8, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike 8. Oh, it's not responding. Okay. Can you, can you walk up to Mike 7? Might be the quickest thing to do. Oh, sounds like something's working now. Mike 7, there we go. Okay, thank you. All right, I speak against the resolution Please identify yourself. Chris Prentice thank from you. Texas. I speak against the resolution simply because <laughs> I work with contracts and RFPs on a daily basis in my work. At this point in the process, until the, the whole thing is resolved, NLS cannot and will not talk to us or anybody else. They're forbidden by federal law from doing that. So there may be a point when we can talk to them, but they're not going to talk to us until the RFP process is totally completed, including our pro protests, as uh, has been described today. Therefore, I speak against the resolution. All right. Yes, I think, I think we've had sufficient discussion in opposition and in support of this resolution. So I'm going to, and we're almost out of time on this particular um, resolution in, for debate. So all those in support of this resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed say no. no. The resolution is defeated. Okay. All right. Uh, so here's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. We have we have three. Uh, this last one will be um, Gabe's last. The two that I have, um, uh, we should be able to dispatch. I would hope uh, expeditiously, and then we're out. So okay, stay thank tuned. you. I know we're all. All right. Okay. Back to Gabe for his last resolution. And I'm thank ready you. to go here. Oh, what? I promised you a door prize, didn't I? All right. Thank you for keeping me on task. All right. So that gives Gabe can warm up his fingers. You had to wait a long Door time. Prize. So I got you a good one. This is fifty dollars from the ACB of Washington. And the winner is. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> do we have Colbert Ashby of Bridgetown Barbados? I don't think they're here anymore. Okay. We'll try for Darlene Johnson of Janesville. Well, nope. I don't think she's in the room. How about JoLynn Bailey Page, oh. Washington, D.C.? She's here. She's here. Absolutely. Yep. 
Good. Let's do one more real All quick. Right, we'll we try to do two one. in between each of the resolutions that are remaining. This is a really cool one. This is a this is a Google Home Mini <gasps> from the like Multicultural Affairs Committee. So maybe you could get mm -hmm. her to speak it to you in Spanish or something. <laughs> and I pulled Armand Bacalian, Sacramento, California. Is no? he's not here? Okay. No. How about Vicky Voigt, Watertown, Vicky Massachusetts? Vogt. Oh, she's here. She's in the mini mall, I think. All right, she gets it. She's waving her arms. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, back, back after the next resolution for two more. Okay. Thank you. All right, Gabe, go ahead. Okay. As Kim said, this is my last one. So uh, before I start reading this, I just want to say thank you to... Kim for appointing me as vice chair, and to Mark for uh, letting me serve with him. And uh, I enjoyed this, so thank you. Thank you, Gabe. It's a hard committee, but it's important, so thank you. All right, and whereas the purposes of the Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, RSVA, an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, include promoting the expansion and improvement of the Randolph Shepard Vendor Program. I'm sorry, just Randolph Shepard Program. And the economic benefits and employment opportunities for blind and visually impaired vendors throughout the United States. And Whereas, as one means of accomplishing these ends, RSVA holds its annual Sagebrush Conference each February in Las Vegas, Nevada. And whereas the Sagebrush Conference, through its plenary sessions, and breakout workshops provides opportunities for blind and visually impaired vendors, their employees, federal officials involved in overseeing the Randolph Shepard program, and state licensing agency staff involved in administering the program to come together in order to share information and ideas. And whereas the registration fee for the Sagebrush Conference does not cover any costs of entertainment, and whereas officials in some states have indicated that representatives of Rehabilitation Services Administration, RSA, have reduced the usual amount allowed as payment for travel expenses of, of state licensing agency staff and blind and visually impaired vendors to Sagebrush because it is held at a casino hotel and 
whereas this restriction has caused individuals in some states not to attend sagebrush, and whereas RSA has never applied this limitation to persons traveling to the BLAST conference held by the NFB Merchants Division, which has also been held at a hotel casino. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization insists that RSA apply the entertainment expense restriction in the same manner to both the BLAST and Sagebrush conferences. And be it further resolved that RSA be encouraged to develop a statement that will clearly enunciate this policy so that the potential for unequal treatment in the future will be eliminated. And the uh, Resolutions Committee uh, recommends a due pass. pass. I heard a call for the author. This came from uh, RSBA. <coughs> so, resolution motion to do pass. Is there anyone wishing to speak in support of this I'm, resolution? I'm at the mic uh, one uh, artist. Um, Excuse me, go ahead. There was the, the last um, resolve that we had um, originally put on that. I, I noticed you t took it off, and um, that was that we would like that statement to encourage um, the uh, funding of all um, activities at these training conferences to include networking opportunities. Um, because, you know, some of the, um, like the first night, we have a reception, and I think the last also has one. And we, th we think those networking opportunities are good, and we think that this, it should include all the activities. Artists, we'll, we'll take that as a friendly amendment. Okay, thanks. All right. Um, microphone. I have a question. Microphone one for a question, and then microphone five. And, and I don't know if Clark is, is here, and maybe even Eric could answer it if he's here, but treating one entity differently than another by a federal agency strikes me as perhaps uh, a matter to bring before the Government Accountability Office. It might cause more trouble than, than it's worth, but it's just a thought. I, I think that our, our federal government has a responsibility to treat everybody as equally as possible. Okay. Microphone five, unless there's a comment from the Resolutions Committee. Yes, okay. my name is Luther Grulick, ACBO of Oregon. Uh, I strongly urge a no vote on this th resolution. I think the focus is very misdirected. I think the focus should instead shift to getting the Randall Shepard Act updated. It is operating on a model that is no longer appropriate, and it's like trying to fix a car that's gone over the cliff and washed down the gully, and so on and so forth. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mike Seven. 
Hi, um, this is Lori from New York. And I know that this is an issue for us here in New York when we're looking for sponsorships for our state convention. It may be something as simple as how things are worded in the registration materials. RSA prohibits funding any events where food is served. Um, it's supposedly a federal regulation, um, and they are not, the, the, therefore, our Commission for the Blind here is not able to sponsor any types of activities. They're also not allowed to sponsor activities that are not directly related to um, providing services. So it, that's something else to consider. Thank you. All right, there's no further discussion. Um, we'll go to the vote on the resolution. All those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. aye. Those opposed say no. The resolution is adopted. Ladies and gentlemen, I know, on if, like I said before, crabby. We're all crabby. We're all, it's warm in here. We have two to go. But these we're here. doing, I don't want to say as a package, but we, we want to present them to you. Oh, door prize. I did. You guys are going to keep me on task for the we're last also going to be 10, here 15 forever minutes of my presidency here. <laughs> door prize. Okay. One more door, uh, another door prize. Okay. Let's do another mini, shall we? Yeah, sure. Uh, also brought to you by the fine folks at MCAC. And we're pulling a name. Yep. Jessica Barr, Quincy, Massachusetts. Well, she was here, she but was I don't here. think she's here now. Mm. How about Joe Taliaferro, Pittsburgh, North Carolina? No, I don't nope. think she's here. Carrie Regan, oh Farmingdale, New York. <laughs> <laughs> right next to you. Well, I, that's right. I guess I got a mini. I think that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Is this like a rigged election? Or? No, yeah, it's no. right there. I, didn't, I just want to no. let you all know that I did not pull that name. That was no, entirely up to Phyllis. We believe you, sure. sort of. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, Steve pulled that name. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Knowing, knowing you okay. to be a person of integrity. Yes. We, <laughs> All right, uh, here is from Mandy Holly. I'm just from Missouri, I believe. Oh, no, South Carolina, I'm sorry. Uh, we have a turtle mug and a bracelet. Mm -hmm. A turtle fun. Wait, no, it's a mug. It's a mug. It's a mug. Excuse me, excuse me. Well, no, it's a mug. <laughs> Right. Steve Blow, Albany, New York. I think he's here. Yeah. And I did pull my name. All right. Are you serious? Do you want, he did. Do you want to? You okay with that, or do you want? Okay, to we're going to move on. That was two door prizes. We're about to so. have a rebellion in the ranks yes. among your resolutions leadership here any second. Um, so these two, we're not really doing them as a package. We're going to read them separately. You get the chance to vote on them separately. It's entirely up to you what you do with them. But uh, our decision was to, 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 as a committee, to put these before you in, in, in this context. You're about to hear your last two resolutions or two resolutions that the committee is recommending to you that you refer to the ACB Board of Directors. Uh, whenever we do these kinds of things, it doesn't mean necessarily that we're opposed to the, anything that's in the resolutions at all. If anything, it's uh, that we're simply saying as a matter of process and in our belief, as we've talked about it internally in our committee, that uh, perhaps the goals of the resolution can be best affected by 
doing a referral to the ACB Board of Directors or to whatever other entity we happen to have recommended referrals to. Both of these are intended to go to the ACB Board of Directors and the sort of the core reason for that is, and as you will hear individually in a sec, is that they both uh, mandate, if you will, are very strict about requiring this organization to commit uh, fairly significant dollars and uh, certainly appreciable dollars and, of course, human resources to achieve their objectives. And it is the view of the committee that you ought to have an opportunity to refer that uh, approach or that recommendation to the ACB board because of the ACB board's role in uh, managing the budget. So the two topics are uh, these. Um, if Here we go. Uh, one having to do uh, with electronic low vision aids uh, from Mr. Mendelssohn, and one having to do with an, an, a pedestrian safety video that's being proposed by the Environmental Access Committee. And uh, we will start with the Environmental Access Committee because that's the one my finger just accidentally tapped on. Um, a random, random choice. Whereas, there is a significant lack of understanding by the traffic engineering community, federal, state, and local governmental authorities, public off, uh, office holders, and the public at large about the danger posed by modern signalized intersections and pedestrians, uh, whoop, hold it, modern signal, intersections, Modern signalized intersections for per pedestrians who are blind or who have low vision. And whereas the American Council of the Blind, ACB, and its Environmental Access Committee, EAC, have published two editions of the, and then in quotes, Pedestrian Safety Handbook, close quote, to provide up-to-date information for ACB members to use to advocate for safer streets and intersections in their communities. And whereas the natural evolution of the Pedestrian Safety Handbook is the creation of a safety campaign video and then in parens, instead of print, close, uh, close print, intended to educate the public to the danger pedestrian, to, to the public, the danger to the public of the danger of, of oh, no, 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 the danger to the public and pedestrians with vision loss uh, experience when that and the danger that it, people with vision loss experience when there is the use of inaccessible modern pedestrian signalization, uh, e.g., leading pedestrian intervals at street crossings and the populations to the excuse me solutions to this problem, and whereas. Uh, Diode Digital Company, uh, it's in caps, has found that video production is 600 times more effective than print uh, and direct mail combined. And whereas uh, they also have found that before reading any text, 60% of site visitors, S-I-T-E, uh, visitors will watch a video if 
available. And be it further resolved that Online Publishers Association uh, observed way back in 2007 that 80% of viewers recall a video ad they have seen in the past 30 days. 26% of viewers uh, then look for more information about the product. 22% visitor of visitors uh, visit the product site. 15% of vis uh, visit the, what the heck is that? Jeez, uh, funny dot. Brand site. And 12% make the purchase. And whereas 59% of senior executives prefer video over text to uh, recapture, in parens, 75% of executives watch videos while working, that's a Forbes site, and 65% navigate over to a site uh, a, uh, after viewing a related uh, YouTube video. And whereas this medium has been shown to be a flexible tool that can be used in a variety of settings uh, to promote understanding. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization underwrite the production of a professional quality short video for the estimated cost of $5,000 to include uh, script writing, production, editing, and distribution. And be it for the resolve that the video shall demonstrate the following. The method used by a pedestrian who is blind or who has low vision to cross a signalized intersection by listening for the surge of parallel traffic and the idling motor sound of perpendicular traffic as cues to move safely across the street. Uh, the, these are all things that the video is supposed to do, the problem that is presented by a leading pedestrian interval, or LPI, uh, right, 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 uh, is, is added to, that the LPI uh, is added to the standard signal, or when the LPI is added to the standard signal, I apologize. Uh, the solution offered by an accessible pedestrian signal uh, for uh, APS. Uh, the other thing the video is supposed to... Oh, no, that's it. And then be it further resolved that, uh, the, that ACB partner with organizations of and for people with disabilities as well as like-minded organizations such as American, America Walks and AARP to disseminate this video on or in YouTube social media driver, uh, uh, submit it there, driver education courses, law enforcement training, uh, Institute of Transportation Engineers, or ITE, uh, professional development courses, and public awareness programs, etc., to increase the awareness and understanding of the potential hazards of using, come on, using modern-day pedestrian signalizations, e.g. LPI, 
when traffic signals are not equipped with APSs. Uh, and be it further resolved that ACB's affiliates and the affiliates chapters are encouraged to use the video as part of local training uh, events to raise awareness of the critical need for APSs to improve accessib uh, the accessibility and safety of travel for all people with vision loss. And as I said, the recommendation of the committee is to refer to the ACB Board of Directors as previously described. All right. Is there any discussion? Is there a second? There were several seconds. I have a question. All right. Go uh, ahead. Mark, You're at the um, mic. Is, uh, this is Penny Reader from GDY. Uh, I have a question. Is this video intended as a replacement or an alternative to updating the pedestrian safety handbook, which has not been updated for a number of years and does not include information like what we're talking about today with the leading, whatever, pedestrian indicator. Is this supposed to be a replacement for it? And is it supposed to be primarily gotcha. to educate GDOI members as to how to advocate for pedestrian safety? Which is what the handbook did. Well, no, or no, not. No doubt, no doubt the environmental access folks will jump up my interpretation of this resolution is that it says this is the next stage in the Wait evolution of that handbook, which is to say it doesn't, it's not going away. This is another iteration of it. Well, I'm I think sure it's a bad idea, and I would like to speak against it. Uh, because I think videos are fabulous, but which is available online in print and text. I, we don't, and we don't know if it's going away. Searchable is something that people can refer to over and over right. again. Right, and as I, as I say, I don't, I, I don't think there's any intention of having that and text I, and go away. That's not what this right. resolution does. I don't want it, I, I don't I, either, but is there, I'm afraid that this will preclude updating that, that, um, that pedestrian safety handbook. Well, and I think uh, that's let, equally let, let, let me put it to you this way, friends. We don't have to debate whether it's going to be doing that or not. The, the motion that we have made and that's been seconded is for you all to refer this to the board of directors. That's right. To consider, that's which right. means all, all right. of and these the board issues of that we've would... discussed are things that the board of, should consider and work should with consider. the Environmental Access okay. Committee I, to I, resolve. You're, okay. I, I, okay, I concede you're totally all right. right. Thank you so much. Microphone... Um, okay, I'll do three and then seven. Three? Three, that must be you. Okay. As the author of this resolution, this is completely separate from the pedestrian handbook. It's another complete different initiative by the EAC to address the numbers of people who have been killed and that number keeps going up every year. So it's an effort to get the word out. Now, I know that you are uh, recommending referral. I was just wondering if we could, except for the dollar amount, see what the membership feels about and then refer? I, um, I don't think we're in a position to do a straw poll. So. 
I would just say that the motion to refer to the board of directors would encompass evaluating all the things that have been mentioned. It doesn't mean that if the EAC is recommending this as their priority, somebody else has another priority, the board has to take all of those into consideration. Mm -hmm. So, so um, the, microphone uh, seven. Hi, this is Becky Davidson, chair of the EAC. Uh, I obviously concur with what Kathy just said about this not being a replacement for anything. It's actually kind of headed towards a different off uh, different audience. Um, so um, I, I fully support the referring this to the board. Thank you. All right. I'd like to go to a vote on this. I think we've heard um, discussion. All those in favor of referring this resolution to the board of directors, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, say no. Okay. The the motion Thank to refer is adopted. Thank you very much. This next one, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, part two of this uh, challenge. I've had a call for um, some door prizes and, as and, well and, as... And we can do the door prizes when we're done. Um, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a... I told them we'd have we door prizes you guys are just afterwards, it. so... <laughs> okay. Do you guys really want to do a door prize? They you really do. Want to? I know. Okay, okay. okay. I'm two. sorry. We've got, we've got a couple okay. more Okay, let's make it quick. All You're right. doing great. We have a... Uh, doing great. We have a uh, travel case from ECBNY that has a ton of little pockets in there. And Phyllis is coming picking in. Okay, you got Rachel Schroeder from Springfield, Illinois. Hey, Rachel. Is Rachel in the room? Yay. Yes, they say yes. Congratulations. The Illinois. She's waving her okay. arms. And we have two T-shirts... Uh, from Script Talk. So, do you want me to give them away individually or give them away? I would say okay. give them away collectively. And okay, the person so two who gets them can give them from away. From Script Talk. <laughs> and the winner is Sally, Tra sorry, Sally Trayer, Jacksonville, Florida. Is Sally here? Okay, okay. There's waving hand. That must be All Sally. Right, that's great. Congratulations. Okay, thank you. All right, is there a need for the mic before we go to our last resolution? All right, Mark, let's so proceed. So this is the second one. This has to do, a second of these two, like we said, again, mm -hmm. cat's already out of the bag. We're yes. going to motion, move to refer uh, for much of the same overall rationale, but we are very much in favor of the contents of this resolution. And here you go, again, from Mr. Mendelson. Whereas the availability and affordability of low vision uh, aids and related assistive technologies is critical to the safety, health, well-being, independent living and quality of life for millions of the of individuals living with vision loss particularly older americans whom for whom these uh, pivotal devices can very well mean the avoidance of unnecessary and costly nursing home care and the ability to remain productive and uh, connected in their communities. And whereas such devices, though an integral component of appropriate vision-related rehabilitation services, are barred from coverage under Medicare altogether, thanks to the Center for Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS's, tortured interpretation of the Medicare care statutes so-called eyeglass exclusion and whereas for years ACB has advocated 
uh, strenuously for the U.S. Congress to mandate a Medicare demonstration project designate, uh, designated to assess the impact on the Medicare trust fund of permanent coverage for various classes of low vision and related assistive technologies. And whereas provisions of federal, administrative, and other areas of law make litigation to overturn CMS's eyeglass exclusion rule and especially uh, time-consuming, costly, and uncertain prospect at best and whereas recent advocacy achievements by various patient and parent advocacy groups suggests that through systematic mobilization of public opinion uh, among interested individuals and groups, CMS can be successfully pushed to reconsider and alter its determinations. <clears throat> and whereas a well-executed public relations campaign including professionally produced media could be a particularly compelling advocacy approach by, among other things, a list demonstrating what low vision technology can mean in the lives of older Americans uh, and many others. Another item, explaining through com competent medical authorities how, in certain circumstances, CMS will pay for uh, surgical implantation of devices yielding roughly comparable functional benefits to those offered by low vision and related technologies, but which costs... Americans, America, American taxpayers, significantly more. And another item that should be done in this campaign, documenting how, for those who are not candidates for or elect not to have surgery, CMS's uh, refusal to provide fair, far less costly uh, alternatives leaves <laughs> uh, beneficiaries with no Medicare support uh, Medicare-supported vision-related rehabilitation uh, options. Uh, now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization directs its officers, directors, and staff to, with all deliberate speed, and there are several items, of course. One, explore the, con the contours and budgetary requirements of a professionally produced, widely disseminated media campaign to supplement and enhance ACB's advocacy for the matters described herein. Another item, presuming limited budget uh, authority, assess, this is what all the board, etc. is supposed to do, so assess how an effective public awareness and social media campaign could be achieved through uh, in-kind pro bono, volunteer, expert, and other means. Another thing to, that they, he would like the board to, to, to do, uh, or for all of us to do, deploy ACB's communications team uh, within ACB, Board of uh, Directors, Determined Fiscal and Human Resource Priorities, to create a fully 
accurate, hard-hitting YouTube or other alternate, uh, alternative captioned and described video, documentary, widely and aggressively socialized to uh, priority stakeholder audiences, including relevant congressional caucuses, senior uh, citizen groups, medical and legal associations, long-term care insurance uh, providers, and others, because there's always more. There's always a bigger fish. Uh, and here's another item that uh, he'd like for the group to do. Uh, in, uh, in the event existing resources prove unavailable, undertake fundraising and related efforts to muster the resources necessary to achieve the goals of this resolution. We recommend that this be referred to the Board of Directors for the reasons previously stated. Hello. Resolution has been, um, motion's been made to refer to the Board of Directors. Um, microphone five. Yeah, Tom Frank from Vermont. Uh, the word tortured at the beginning, tortured interpretation, I thought that was a bit strong. And like before. Is the like draconian? Yeah, draconian. Oh. You so, got it. Uh, we'll, 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 fine. It's a friendly okay. amendment. We'll figure something out. Okay, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> All right. No further discussion? Some, someone get to a mic? Mike, what? Where are you? I don't know where you are. Microphone. Mic, microphone two. Thank you. Microphone two. Okay. I know. That's what I'm worried about. Madam Chairman, right. this is your friendly neighborhood pest, Paul Edwards. And I'd, I'd like to make a very brief point of order. It is my understanding that it is a tradition, if not the rule, in ACB that when we are referring resolutions, we don't amend them. I, I don't know if that's the case or not. I would, um, the parliamentarian would say she would overrule that as... Thank you, Madam President. She doesn't know of a rule that would I'm, I'm batting that. five for five today. Thank you, okay. Madam President. <laughs> but we love you anyway, sir. Thank you. All right. Okay. Um, question's been called for. All those in favor of referral of this resolution to the Board of Directors, say aye. Aye. Opposed, say no. All right. The resolution has been referred Thank to the Board of Directors. Thank you very much. So the business is done, but we're not done. We're going to take a second because there are people who've worked their tails off, as you can plainly see, and we're going to thank them. Yes. I'm going to say very quickly, as I always do, uh, hope that every committee chair can say that we've got committee uh, members who do the kind of work that they do. So pleased that Gabe Griffith was able to partner with me this year. Um, it makes a big yes. difference. I hope that ACB, I think maybe I'll be in a position to help guide this. I would like to yes. uh, consider other reforms like that to this whole process so that we're not sitting here at 3 o'clock in a hot room uh, on, a, on, on the last day. Uh, because uh, it's not fun for, for, for anybody. As important as the substance of all this work, maybe. Ladies on resolutions, way we start with the ladies, Alice Richart, Jill Noble, uh, Deanne Elliott, and our very own uh, Kim Charlson, who is the board liaison, of course, to the committee, and uh, our staff uh, member, one of two, Claire Stanley. Let's give the ladies of resolutions a round 
of applause. And Clark. Just hold on, Rock hold, ball. just sit, oh, sit, sit down, sit me. down, sit down. Oh, Clark is a guy. Chill, 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 I chill see. out. <laughs> You're right, I'm sorry. Chill I mean, out. I knew that, but still. Time, time, time for, time for wine. Time for wine. That's W-I-N-E. Time for something. Man on resolutions, Paul Edwards, uh, you're a genius at writing, sir. Thank you so much, Jeff, Tom. I've always looked up to you, sir, in this organization, as you well know. Thank you for your support and uh, the hard work that you do. John Huffman, what can we say? He does his own committee and yet still shows up to ours. And uh, we keep him there, or have, because sometimes of overlap in Constitution and bylaw stuff when they've come up. That's been useful. Um, and uh, it's really appreciated. And of course, Clark Rockball, who's um, who's 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 amazing. He, Clark and Claire uh, are a dynamic duo, and ACB is really blessed um, to to have have staff like that. Let's give the men a round of applause. <laughs> All right, we got. Would, thank, oh, thank I would, you. I would just like to say that having Clark and Claire in the room during resolutions meant that I was not the only forty or under member of the committee this year. <laughs> I am 39, damn it to hell. Oh, of course you are. I don't are. know what you you're talking about. told us the about. other night. <laughs> I, I, I just turned 39 mm. on June 27th, and it's going to stay that way. Mm. I have taken the hammer to the odometer. That's it. It's not, it looks like it says 5-0 over I'm here on this piece of paper. Can, I don't know. Kim, have, have, have a seat. Take, take the mic. Turn our microphone off. Turn my mic off. Um, <laughs> Thank you, resolutions. The first one for our hotel. We take these up as a block, as you well know. The first one of these. Whereas it is appropriate for this conference and convention to express its thanks and appreciation for uh, to our host hotels and convention premises. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization communicate our deep gratitude to the management and staff of the Rochester Hyatt Regency and Riverside Hotels and the Joseph A. Glorino Convention Center, Rochester, NY, for their warm welcome, hard work, and hospitality. Yes. <laughs> Just not a fan of the air conditioning system. Oh. Everything else is cool. This one is a newbie in the gratitude uh, stuff that we do this time of year, specifically requested by Marjorie Beeman. And frankly, when Marjorie asks you to do something, you do it. Um, not only because she's an ACBM member and she's entitled to submit resolutions, just like every one of you is, uh, but, uh, but, but this is an important point. Whereas Rochester's law enforcement and public safety personnel have provided an unprecedented level of service and assistance to us throughout convention week. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization proudly salutes and commends the law enforcement officers and public safety personnel of Rochester, New York, whose presence, protection, and public service has been deeply appreciated. You are indeed Rochester's finest. <laughs> nice. Nice. This one dude had an arm. I will never, I don't care if I started work out every day, until the end of my life, I will never have arms like that. Never. Uh, it's it's and and I'm 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 really annoyed about it. I don't know how to s who I should blame for that. 
Next one, host committee. Can't leave them out. Whereas the strength of the American Council of the Blind lies in each of its individual members and in each of its state and special interest affiliates. Now, therefore, uh, be it resolved that this organization express its heartfelt congratulations and thanks to the women and men of the American Council of the Blind of New York for their uh, enthusiasm, welcome, and untold hours of hard work and planning, and for the distinct privilege of bringing our conference and convention to the Empire State. Let's really give it, they did an amazing job. And by the way, if anybody says, if anybody says that work that these that all of us do or the affiliates do is a thankless job uh, metaphorically that's true but now you've just thanked them so it's not a thankless job <laughs> next one is well, and, on. and this is this is important to do guys Hold so on. stay with me we do it every year but it's yes. it's important to do and and we're going to we're, we're going to raise the roof lady friends and gentlemen friends whereas there are fewer things in this life more precious than a kind word an open hand a supportive shoulder and a warm heart and a willing elbow. <laughs> now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization warmly embraces and most sincerely thanks each and every individual volunteer who so selflessly gave of their time and energy. You have truly helped us here in the Flower City to make an abundant bouquet of lasting memory. <laughs> and I would I want to say that maybe, you know, since this is my last rezo ever, ever, I had to, because we're in the Flower City, I had to end that resolution with a flourish. Oh. <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> That's the way to do it. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that this has been a seven-year adventure. Uh, started in resolutions in 1996 with a gentleman named Michael Byington. Uh, still to this day, I don't know anybody who knows more the breadth and depth of issues, quite frankly, and also has that gentlemanly way of being able to discuss and debate, Sorry. including aggressively, and still do it in a way that I think is a model for all of us. Uh, just join me in Thank 10 you. seconds for thanking Michael Byington. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. Don't know if it made you proud up here at any time, but boy, you've been a mentor to me, sir, and I appreciate can, it. With that, Madam President, that concludes right. forever and ever the Resolutions yes. Committee right. Report. Okay. Thank you. So I want to take a yeah. formal vote on those three that he Madam just Chair. read. Madam so Chair. I, Chair. I oh. would assume that there is a due pass out there floating around. We do move a due pass. All right. All those in favor of a gr global due pass for those those three resolutions we just heard about signify by saying aye. Opposed. We're not listening. All right. There, they're officially and formally passed. I want to say a huge thank you to Mark for his service um, uh, as the resolutions chair for the last seven years. He's been um, a stalwart helper to me in policy development, and it's, um, he's got a great um, committee, and he's a true leader, and I'm looking forward to working with him in his new role on the board of directors. Thank you, Mark. Thank you guys so much. 
All right, we have people at microphones for announcements, and those door prize people better get ready for two or three more door prizes before this evening, and we adjourn this afternoon. Let's have Carla for Mini Mall. There must be a few more sales out there to be had. Well, oh, this isn't there. There You are okay. Um, Well, we the table is still open, but I do want to let you know that. Yes, we have hit the $20,000 mark. <laughs> I, um, you know, uh, last year I thought we were just great because it was 15. And on Sunday, when we had our $5,100 day, I thought, you know, we're going to blow right past that 15000 And did we ever. So... We have some more stuff if you want stuff, but you all have been great. We do have some more Braille Forum tickets over there, just a few. Um, we want to make sure everybody has one. Our normal sale for Braille Forum tickets in a year is about 22 or 23. And um, the last count I had was 46 from the mini mall. So you better watch out, Alan Peterson. We're coming to get you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Carla. Microphone six. Madam President. Thank you. Uh, This is Doug Powell. Okay. Uh, In the absence of Rick Moran, and uh, uh, I would just like to see if there's a uh, resolution for thanking the AV people who I think have provided excellent service this week. Thank you. I'm sure we can make an appropriate uh, thank you to the AV team. Uh, Patrick and so many of his other colleagues have done an outstanding job to make sure that we could hear each other clearly this year. So thank you so much for your service. Madam President, microphone one. Hello. Am I on? Yes. Okay. I couldn't hear myself. Um, Just a very, very brief uh, but important thank you. Uh, As people know, uh, Kelly handles our social media. She does a bang-up job, but due to the press of business that, with which she has to deal at convention, the Twitter functions are handed off to the Twitter team, uh, of which I have to this point been the team lead. I call it the Twitter support team. And I want to give a big, big, huge shout-out uh, to the fellow members of the team, Mike Malver and uh, Mike Capel and Jim Denham, along, you know, I will I won't say my role, but yeah. uh, you know they've done a bang-up job covering the, Thank the tweeting. Thank you guys the out there well, in Twitter land, ma- Madam President, Mike Nine, posted on our our happenings and our doings. We appreciate it. Um, ma- I Mike hear, Nine, I hear yeah. someone. It's, Madam Chair, it, it's a man. Okay, it's it's Ray. It's a Ray. Um, right yes. next to me. No wonder. I Thank said. you. Um, <laughs> I, I want to also send out a special word of thanks this year to somebody, one of our contractors, who is fighting through some pretty serious health issues that he is going to be dealing with, but did so to help keep us on the air with ACB Radio. I want to, let's give a special round of applause and thanks to Larry Turnbull. Thank you. Madam Chair. All right. Uh, That back to Carla? It is. Did I cut you off too soon? No. Oh, uh, you're back. I got too excited about $20,000. Uh, well, I can see why. <laughs> I, want to, I want to recognize all the people who have worked this week in the mini mall and who have made it possible. Um, you know, it, this isn't one person or two people. This is lots of people. 
I hope I don't leave anybody out, but um, the people who have been in the mini mall this week um, are uh, Patty and David Cox. David's the tip man, puts the tips on all those canes you all bought. Um, the, at the checkout, we've had DJ McIntyre and Vicki Vogt and Carrie Bishop. And uh, then there's been Debbie Persons and Cindy Lebon. Um, oh, Mary Ellen Frost came in on Friday and Saturday and kept coming back and checking out and seeing if we needed help. Nancy Schadegg from Minnesota. And um, Amanda Selm was in there on Monday. Debbie Deathridge was there on Monday. Who else have I? Huh? Who? Oh, and Shirley, Shirley? Stivers and go. Samantha Hubbard. Yeah. And I know I'm leaving somebody out. And if I am, I am so sorry. But without each and every one of you, we could not have done this. We had lots and lots of things, many different items. And uh, it was just really, really uh, a, big, a big operation this year. It's gotten bigger and bigger. And uh, we appreciate everybody who's helped make it happen. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. Madam Chair. A big thank you to you for coordinating all this and making it happen. Microphone seven. Yes, good afternoon. Uh, ACBNY is selling hoodies. They have the iHeart ACB. They are on sale for $20 a piece. We also have candy, Niagara chocolate, a dollar a piece. Okay. Microphone. And we also oh. have raffle tickets. Raffle See Mike Adino out in the hall. He is wow. out there for the tickets and the shirts. All right. I have candy in here. I believe he has candy out there also. Okay. Microphone two. Frank and Welty. then we're going to have two last door prizes. Frank Welty from the San Francisco chapter of the California Council of the Blind. Mini Mall has a lot of great stuff, but one thing they don't have is cute little transistor radios, but I have them. So if you want to get a cute little transistor radio, a neck wallet, or a clock keychain, look for me at table 29 in the banquet tonight or on the Niagara Falls bus tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, we're going to do door prizes, but um, I'm going to say, just in closing, we're going to wrap up with two door prizes, and I'm going to close the convention, and I, again, want to say it's been an honor to serve you for the last six years as president, and I'm not going away. I'll be around. Woo! Thank you for the honor of serving ACB as president. Door prize. Okay, so I've got some good news and bad news. The bad news is apparently the escalator down to the first floor, the down escalator, is not working. Sorry to hear, sorry about that. The good news is I have door prizes, starting with some Canadian goodies from Gisette Kernigan. Who's going to win those? Um, Thomas Mitchell, Salt Lake City, Utah. Hey, he's here. All right. Hope you're hungry, Thomas. Okay. Uh, next. Oh. Okay, next we have some jewelry from Carrie Bishop. This is a, I can't, oh, it's a bracelet. Yep, it's a bracelet. Okay. I love bracelet. We pulled Jason Ein, Louisville, Kentucky. Jason not Ein's here. not here. Okay. Uh, Hazel Fields, Columbia, I forget, Missouri. Hazel, no Hazel. No, no Hazel. 
Nathan Brannon, Seattle, Washington. Not here. Myra Ross, Amherst, Massachusetts. Not here. Hmm. Maureen Young, New York, New York. I don't think she's here either. Joe Lopez. Oh, there he is. Oh, good. All right. No? Yes? Yes. yes. Joe Lopez. He's here. <laughs> All right. One more, and then the rest will be at the banquet. Can you guys do that? Sure, yes. We have okay. another piece of jewelry. Good. Um, I think this is a necklace. Uh, this is from Carrie Bishop also. And we have Norman Ota, Honolulu, Hawaii. I think is, he's, he's here. here. Oh, Great. good. That's going to look beautiful on Norman, I have to say. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll Thank see you. At the you. We'll have you guys later at the banquet. Where do I go for? Is there any further business to come before the organization at this time? Someone calling for a where, mic. Where is Utah? Where are you? Where is Utah? It's in the western oh, part of the I United see. States. <laughs> <laughs> Below Idaho. Uh, <laughs> is there any further business to come before the organization? Announcements? What you do with the badges? Oh, badges. What do you want people to do with their badges? Hmm. Well... I don't know if we, I think we recycle them, don't we? I think so. Madam President. We used to. I just don't know if we do anymore. Madam President, keep but in you mind have that to keep your badge you keep if you're them. going on a tour tomorrow. Don't get too excited and give it away. So I would say hold on to your badges. Well, I think they were in the New York delegation. All right. Um, ALDs get turned in in the registration. Unless they're closed. I think they closed at 3 or 2 or something. 130. All right, then I would say they need to be returned um, here so that we can make sure that uh, registration and they get turned in for ACB. So I'm going to draft Ray to help me with that. Aren't you lucky, Ray? <laughs> You're helping me with the ALDs. Any Madam Chairman? Madam President. Oh, yeah, there was a $20 deposit. I don't have that either, so. Any cash. If, um, if you're turning an ALD in now because you're not going to the banquet, the best I can do right now is to have you turn it in up here at the head table, and we'll take your name and give that to Nancy for um, your $20 deposit. We'll figure out how to get it back to you. But you have to leave your name. You can't just leave the ALD. And not tell us. Okay. Any other business? Madam President, I move we adjourn. <laughs> we have, uh, Brian's anxious to have me become immediate past officially. <laughs> so he wants to adjourn this convention. All those in favor of making him a happy man, say aye. aye. Opposed? We are adjourned. Yay. <laughs>